Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What is going on? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. This week, we are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamar is going to read off the new Patreons. Samantha Mathis. Yeah! That's who was in uh, Pump of the Volume. Oh, you just... Oh, wow. I thought that was the Patreon. Thank you, new listeners. Welcome, old listeners. And, of course, this is my favorite time of the week when I get to announce the Patreons. I, I can't... I've said it before, but preposterous amounts of joy I get when I see a notification for a Patreon or someone messages out. So thank you, everyone who's been reaching out and... Uh, it's so cool. I'm sure the boys agree. Uh, first off, I want to give a big shout out to Julian Peltier. Julian Peltier, come on down. You're a new Patreon. What up, what up Julian? Salut, Julian. Then uh, I think you're assuming a lot. Might be a secret agent. Big shout out to James M. Oh, Mr. X. Does that sound like a, a some sort of Interpol? It just sounds like somebody's name is James. An international man of mystery. Just uh, for me. Uh, we'll never know. Then I Thanks, want to give a James. shout out to Jules Smink. I think I hit that right on. Yeah. Smink, smink, smink. I love you. Thank you, Jules. And uh, last but not least, Kobe Bender. Thanks to all of you. Thank Kobe you. sent a very nice message. As that's well. what, sure that's what I was it. referencing. Yeah. It's, it's the, I, I take it for granted that someone is doing something and listening to us and like getting through the day and it's just so cool. I love you all. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Well, it fucks me up that not only like are people giving us three hours of their week, unless they're putting it on three times, in which case it's like an hour. Um, but yeah, that they're willing to give us a little bit of their hard-earned money. That's insane to help try to move this ship along. I Someone would... else wrote a really, sorry to cut you off. Someone else wrote a really nice message a couple weeks ago about how they were like, if you guys just keep doing this, it will pay all the bills eventually. I forgot to message them back because I've just been super... But this is even better. We're talking about the end. If we could remember your name. Um, no, I'm sure it was one of the Outpouring Kyles. of support, and it, it means uh, so much to me. I don't think I'd be... You could understand me if you listened to us on uh, three times. Like, I, I think I, you'd I think be surprised. I'm, I think right now I have a problem on normal speed. But <laughs> Yeah, if we somehow like organically grew... Uh, uh, you know, do you listen to the portal? Never no. heard of it. You don't listen to the portal? Not often. No, I have listened to a few. We're talking about Weinstein's podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, they have like, uh, his whole thing is I'm not going to waste time explaining things to you dullards. I'm going to let you guys all talk about it amongst yourselves so that we're not slowing down the episodes for everyone. They've created this community, you know? It'd be cool if there was a what? Yes. a place where people could go to voice their pleasure or displeasure about Joe Rogan, you know? That would be neat. There is. It's his subreddit. Yeah, but that's like the fucking Wild West of bullshit. I'm talking about a place like where people would actually want to go. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I wish we got more um, people hearing and being like, I love that episode, or I hate that episode you liked, or something like that, you know what I mean? 
I don't care. I'm just happy that anyone listens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank no, you no. I, I'm just, that would be really. That would be yeah, a lot of cool. things would be really cool, but I'm happy that we are where we are. A couple more Patreons and I can start my tea cycle. Just very apropos this week. I was telling uh, I was telling Simon last week that and I know he's not a big fan of ours as a collective, but Jeff Bezos uh, has a quote and that it's uh, you could do something for four years straight and have zero success. And then the fifth year be the biggest thing in the world. So you, know, you never know what you it. know till you it. know. You just got to keep plugging away. That's for everything. Grinding. I mean, conversely, say all of that and then at the end say. Or nothing. But a total failure. Yeah. But I'm used to that. So like. <laughs> I just. It I can't mean, be a failure at this point because of things that I've learned and just, you know what I mean? I just, this is already I'm not the talking most... about this. I'm talking in uh, general. Sure, sure, that sure. That statement yeah. is bullshit because there's a total other side. No, but he said you corner. could be. That's the whole thing is like mm-hmm. it could, you know, yeah. but either way. And it was for him and one of his million other fucking avatars is living it differently. His whole point, though, is like, if you don't continue doing it, you'll absolutely never know. And yeah, you could Facts. live in obscurity forever, but you could eventually, you know. Well, yeah, that's that's why Wayne Gretzky makes the best statement ever, which is you'll miss 100% of the shots you never take. Michael Scott. We also got a nice message on the pod being uh, saying that we are more useless than Brendan Schaub. Yeah, but that guy's name is Morbid Corpse. I'm, I'm so. just glad there's still hate out there. Oh, yeah, we hadn't gotten, that goes we hadn't down, gotten hate like in a More useless than Brendan Schaub. Yeah. I don't know why you have to throw Shab under the bus. But like Shab's that, pretty Just useful. Come at us. Like he's uh, he's killing it. So yeah, anyway. I, don't know that, I don't know what that means. Kamar, how was your week, sir? Oh man. Uh, so we, like I said, we were working on the East End there. Yeah. Driving back, and I asked my buddy to uh, take me to get a burrito. Uh huh. Grab the burrito, hop back in his truck, drive to my house, go to get the uh, car. You gotta check everything. I don't have my phone. I'm like. Fuck. Dude. Like I, I do not need any more L's. Like, not this. And he's cool. He's like, we'll go back. We'll look for it. We go back to the parking lot. And you know where that burrito place is, eh? No, where are you talking about? Oh, sorry. It's uh, right on uh, the on-ramp to the Queensway, Catherine and uh, Bronson. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about then. Yeah. That's a sketchy area. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. You could really imagine someone just saying, oh, what's that? Here we go. You know what I mean? So my buddy... Uh, texts it, uh, reward, whatever, because I don't have my phone. You know, you freak out. Oh, all those passwords, everything, like just as you're trying to stay sane and look for it, looking for places it cannot be. Yeah. Can't find it. He's got to go, so he drives me home. Talking to the roommates, they said there's an app you can go on. Yeah, find my phone. Find my phone, or it's cloud, or whatever. And I go on, and it says my phone is in the parking lot. So I'm like, oh. What, what the hell? You know what I mean? Is there someone around the corner like trying to hack it? Like, I, I, I don't get it. So I go back. Uh, my roommate drives me down there. Look around, going both the restaurants. Has anyone turned anything in? And I'm now like, I'm fucked. And I look at my uh, roommate who's like, like, what's the hold up? And I go, oh shit. Last time I was here, I took some trash out of my buddy's truck. You know, where I, these coffee cups can go while I go get my food. I look over the garbage, open it, and what's sitting right on top? I had thrown my phone out. And I was euphoric for a second, but then it's like, oh, we're back to baseline. But I was down. Like, having difficult breathing, like just feeling, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, a, it's a not a fun feeling, so especially I, after you've lost 600 bucks the week before. Uh-huh, like, yeah. keep it going. So I was like, the... The anguish or whatever, the negativity I was when I didn't have it, I have to temper that. Like, 
it's a good thing I found it. You know what I mean? Like, and everything just passes over you. You're never in a thing, but. We got to get him like a janitor's utility belt with like all sorts of lanyards on it. And like, you know, those tethers that like fucking zip back in. Wow. If they listen to Duncan Trussell, it'll be attached soon. Yeah. But that was my week. A big up and down. Okay. Big well, I'm glad you got your phone back, buddy. Me that's too, not man. an L, right? So no, that's a, exactly. It's not a dub either. It's kind of breaking even, I guess. But and I, I need it. It's regarded as a dub in my. I column. mean, listen to find in the garbage is great. Mm-hmm. Simon, how's your week, sir? Nothing to report, man. Okay, things are well though. As well as can be. We, open, we start to open up three days early. Yeah, have you, have you noticed it? Huge pain in the fucking ass. Ah, yes. I like how they do such that short too. notice. Like, eh? like it's nice. It's nice that we get to open, but just no big deal. We just make willy nilly announcements, and you fucking little mice scurry around and try and fucking react appropriately. I was saying to my friend, like I am full of shit, and I really am making this up always as I go along, and I really recognize game, and they're making this up as they go along. I, I really, really sure. believe that. So game, game knows game. Game yeah. knows game. Like they're they're just fully shit. They don't know what they're doing, and we'll be back to normal soon. How's your week, Matt? Uh, I didn't have a great week. Not gonna lie, some health issues. <laughs> what we just talked about? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, in yeah, general, yeah. that brought me down pretty. Uh, that brought me down a few notches. Again, that was a down with a bit of an up. I <laughs> tough to see the upside on that one. I get your upside a little bit, but mine. Not the greatest. No, there. I I gotta I gotta go with Kamara. I don't right. want to talk about it. Fair but enough. I gotta yeah. think there's an up there. All there's right. there's a double, mm-hmm. a, a W, a W. I mean, listen, wherever we can find them, if AMC could go to like a thousand dollars this week, that would just make up for all the hardship there dealing with this. Well, that, funny you say that. Uh, on the thread this week, when you said uh, it's Duncan time or whatever, yeah. Uh, I looked and he wasn't on. Yeah, so it's like, oh, he's talking about the stocks. Like <laughs> everything had been going down. He's like, everything's Duncan or something like that. No, but you were talking about the trussel. Yeah. How how did you locate? So I something on the internet. Someone was like, I saw Duncan in Austin on Monday. Super fucked up, and he said he had just recorded a podcast. When was the Logan Paul fight? Sunday. Sunday. So Sunday. Sorry. Sunday was it? Same night after the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did that podcast the, you know, he, the day after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. Did the barbecue so with all he white held Tony, it all guys. for four episodes until they held it for. The, well, that was the thing is, I thought I was like, "Wow, I'm wrong again," because I've done mm-hmm. that a few mm-hmm. times where I've I sent out, and then it made sense when I was like, "Oh, they held it for the the one six six six. So uh, we know that it was recorded probably yeah. earlier this and week. You know how I feel about that because imagine, imagine in these four days something really important had happened. Either way, it I, might not have actually been one six six six, right? No, it it wasn't really. It really exactly. wasn't. Yeah, my, it's all bullshit. It's my conspiracy CIA juices were flowing when it did pop up, and then I saw it was one six six six, and I was like, ah, whatever, fuck it. They did it, held it, so it could go in that slot. Yeah, yeah. sort of cheating, Joe. Sort of cheating, Joe. Sort of half stepping, cutting corners there. Yeah, we would, we would do it. I'm fine with him notice. doing it. Who cares? Uh, do you want to run down the guests, Kamar? I'd love to. Uh, this week we had. Um, Two authors, a lawyer, and a wizard. First, we start off with uh, 1663, Edward Slingerland. Edward Slingerland. Well, that was my Matrix moment for the week. Talk about booze. Then we had our favorite defense lawyer, boxing manager extraordinaire. Do you guys think this should have been an MMA? 1664, Josh Dubin. Dubin. 
Dubin Dubin. It's Dubin, yeah. Dubin's cooler. It is um, it is a lot cooler. You think that one should have been an MMA? They really did talk about boxing and MMA for the majority of the episode. I, I, I thought you guys might go on that because you do in other episodes. Well, we'll get it's to debatable. it. We'll get, we'll get to when we get to then it. Then we followed uh, by the first lady of testosterone, Carol Hooven at 1665. Of course, we finish off with Duncan Trussell, not the real 1666, but it was a banger anyway. Whatever, it was 1666. It's great. All right, well, let's uh, let's rate this week. Simon, would you like to go first, sir? Or do you need a moment to work out some maths? Um, no. Now that I'm a year older, Matthew, I don't need to work out anything in my head. I know that this week was a two and a half. Really? Really. Okay. Wow, I think we're going to have something to talk about today. Clearly. I give a 4.2. <laughs> um, I believe I'm going to give the week uh, a four, to be honest. I think that's what my math works out to. Simon seems verklempt. <laughs> Fine. I don't How's know. that joint? Oh, by the way, it's all right. We, it's Simon's birthday. Simon's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Simon! Simon! Yeah. Forty-four. Unbelievable. Forty-four. Jesus Christ! Don't say that. Out loud. I can't wait for the Hold outpouring the of belated birthdays. I never thought um, I would care about my age. But yeah, I don't like saying that out loud. But would you guys agree this last year is a total fucking mulligan? Yeah, right. So I'm 43. <laughs> I, I honestly believe everyone can take These one year off. These last two years, 42. Yeah, there we go. So I'm 36. Yeah, this is sick. That's good. We're good. I love this. We're fine. I approve. We're fine. Okay. And anything that happened in these last two years, if you want to just wipe off the boards, that's okay too. Okay. Um, okay, well, let's fire it up. Let's uh, let's do this thing. Kamar, what... Uh, what 1663, Edward Slingerland. So I said this was my Matrix moment because Wednesday, I was eight years sober. Oh, congratulations, Matty. And then this guy comes on and talks about booze. So I thought that was, thought that was kind of interesting. Just to fuck with you. <laughs> the juxtaposition, eh? Yeah, just to make me think about all the good times. But basically, this guy was starting noticing his conferences were going dry, so he wrote a book to try to get booze back in conferences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't like how boring his fucking meetings were. So he sat down, did a little bit of research, and, and now the taps are flowing. I, I thought this was a super interesting podcast. Uh, for sure, yeah. My pro yeah, I mean, it was all right. But it was like, at first, you know when you sort of... Um, Guess you know where this is going. Yeah, because at first I was like, okay, so this is probably going to end up being anti-booze. But then they cracked. They were like, good time to drink, isn't it? 10 a.m. And I was like, okay, this can't be going then in that direction. There's no fucking way. But it did. Uh, I didn't. You hated this episode. Well, I just, you know, when people start doing study about something and that's what they're looking for. So that's what they focus on. <laughs> Like, a big part of this guy's research was Gobekli Tepe. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even know, like, the correct date structure. And he was talking, like, Hunter now Gatherers. Yeah, I know. But now I, I forgot. I, I know. Forgot. So, so that, to me, just makes his research, like, fucking flawed right from the start. That was know? the lowest point of his podcast because Gobekli Tepe actually had nothing to do with what he was trying to say. No. It was just going back a long way. But it just showed how limited his thinking was. Or how much Joe wanted to say how much he knows about Gobekli Tepe. Half half a dozen or six. Well, Joe let it go. Managed to get through. Because they had a disagreement at one point, did they not? 
Well, it was around the ancient civilizations and Gobekli Tepe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Joe didn't like that. Joe got a little. Yeah. I like mean, you, not just... like in uh, the Hoover episode, but. Hooven. We'll get there. But I thought, because you start off talking about Ue. Ue. The Chinese term. Yeah. That means you're trying without trying. Yeah. And I thought he was going to say everyone's got to drink to get to this state. But they cover that there's other ways like sleep deprivation, whatever. But he's basically just laying out the complicated relationship between alcohol and human beings. With the, Do you think it was interesting when he said beer before bread? Mm-hmm. So we, everything we may be is because of alcohol, but it just wasn't strong enough for us to run off the rails. Well, it was like microdosing almost. Like microdosing alcohol. Well, again, it's one of those built in, like, that's where you question the simulation, right? Because you're like, oh, this thing that we love and now we find out that we need has this built in cap to it, right? Where you can't get your beer to ferment at 70%. It's not going to ruin your life, per se. You know what I'm saying? It was weak enough that people could still function. It reminds me a lot, in a way, of um, that whole fucking uh, prion disease. Like, what? Humans are eating other humans? That's unacceptable, and we will have a built-in kill switch that terminates said behavior, you know? But think about it. But then we found a way around it, as far as the booze. Like distilling booze, we now, you know. Can... We did because we're clever little apes, Maddie, but you know. But it's human nature to want to make something better yeah. or more accessible yeah. or whatever. Because I thought that was the most interesting thing about this is if alcohol was only at certain uh, ceremonial stuff. You know what I mean? Like he said the crossover is also the access to alcohol. And what if it's not human nature to need to get better like that. Maybe that's where that idea of idea aliens come in. Yes, the the AI is the aliens. The ideas, any idea that you have. It's do you understand what I'm saying though? Yeah, but you don't believe that because like you're also arguing that like Sam Harris free will argument no, kind of it, on your own. It's like, just an interesting concept though, you know? Like we we say things like, oh, human beings need to make, make things bigger and better. Like that's human nature. But maybe it has nothing to do with human nature at all. Maybe it's alien nature, not in the way we're thinking about aliens, but, and that we'd be fine left alone. We don't need to build things bigger and better. Or we'd probably be dead if we didn't do it. Like some of the bigger, better is just a byproduct of, Constantly adapting to stay alive. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe you just have to redefine bigger and better. No, I agree with Kamar. It's more like, you know, you build a straw hut and then strong winds take down that straw hut. So you're like, okay, yep. well, I need to, I need something better to make this straw hut stand up. And then, you know, that's necessity, necessity is the mother of all invention. And yeah. then you build a house. And then, and then you need a mansion. And then you build a skyscraper. And then you need cities. And then you need fucking then the cities aren't big enough and then you have to start building buildings on top of buildings and then those aren't big enough and then you have to fucking put your skyscrapers on the clouds and have cars that can fly and then that's not good enough and you got to start drilling into the earth. But, you know, when you get down there, you find out it's already inhabited and you can't live there, Matt. So what are you going to do? You got to fucking head off to space or something. 
Because it's your birthday, I'll allow this wild horse shit rant. But yeah, you really squeeze a lot of stuff in there. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't, know, I don't yeah. remember them going whoa. on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I thought they talked about booze. We can get that to the uh, last episode. I thought it was one of the interesting things he said is about how uh, you know having a couple of drinks reduces you to um, childlike state. Yeah. And I remember I was walking to work the other day, and there was this little girl walking with her mom, and she didn't know me at all. And was just like running at me, like wanted to give me a hug. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, hi, hi, and just sort of stepped around her. Uh, I'm not allowed near kids. No, I'm kidding. But there's just that. <laughs> uh, there was an adult supervisor. 15 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a big stick. There's that thing of the implicit trust of children. Yeah. You get to 25, you you get fucked over enough. You, you know... Are, um, well, it's the other way now, where you have to you have people. you have to gain my trust. Whereas kids are like, we have a baseline of trust. No one's going to out to fuck me. Yeah. I've never heard of this thing getting fucked over. And yet, there are still children who are you know shy and don't want to go around people. Like again, giant generality. And I thought it was interesting that he said that um, alcohol is a lazy way to like re- relaxation. I mean, I think the best way we've we've heard over the late years is exercise. There must be something in human beings that we have a surplus of energy. And if you don't do something with it. Yeah, but you know, it's the thing about the the booze is like he even uh, he even spoke about how like you're better at like just two or three drinks or whatever that baseline is for everyone. You're just slightly better at everything because you think just a little bit outside the box. Like, well, there's old joke like. Two scotches raise your IQ. Yeah, three. Ten points. Four scotches lowers at 30. Yeah. There is, there is a sweet spot. Exactly. And I believe that. I 100%. And like I missed, I truly, my dad always used to say I was my best on three drinks. And that if I could have ever just like stopped and continue. The problem too though is like that doesn't last long either. That like, like if you have zone, three, yeah. If you have three drinks, it's not like that zone is like for the rest of the evening. You're in that three drink zone. Well, again, that sounds like one of these matrix built in limiters where you can't just get to the right. That's too easy. You know what I'm saying? Alcohol is already easy. You're already um, you can get to the same place with meditation. But who the fuck wants to meditate? You, you know what I mean? You're already yeah, yeah, yeah. bypassing the system, and you can't just. That's the loophole. But then what about weed? Weed also has a loophole. I think it has diminishing returns. How so? Like if I smoke a joint in the morning and then I were to smoke a joint in the evening, I think that joint, the first joint I smoke gives me the highest or hits me that way. I mean, I feel like if you woke up, smoked a joint in the morning and then worked an eight hour shift and then came home and smoked another joint, I feel like they're both going to get you, at least for me. And again, it's, it's, yeah, I agree with what Matt's saying. I do not smoke the joint in the morning, so... Yeah, but I, I mean, again, I'm with you, Kamar, in that, like, if you wake up and you smoke a joint, that joint's going to get you the highest if the if you smoke a joint an hour for the next five hours, for sure. The fifth joint, you're... Well, yeah, I mean, the same... Well, I guess alcohol, you're saying, isn't the same. You'll keep getting more and more drunk. No, at some point, you're just going to feel as drunk as you were, and then you're either going to get sick or you're going to pass out yeah. or blackout. Yeah, and I guess with weed, you're just going to be like, I don't want to smoke anymore. Or you're going to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. One of the interesting things was is the dose of alcohol is pretty universal versus like somebody would smoke a joint, not get that stoned, someone would get super stoned. Everyone sort of gets inebriated except for those people talking about they can't even drink at all. 
Yeah, but yes and no because that's I, the you, same with weed. No, but with with booze, you know, I know so many big people that are lightweights, and I knew so many people that were very slender and small that could drink yes. people under the table. So it also varies. There are there. outliers, yeah. But I, well, because I feel like alcohol is a like a callus. You know what I mean? Whereas if I don't, I don't drink very often, mm-hmm. hardly ever. Maybe I have like a a drink every once a week, twice, once a month, whatever it is. Um, when I do drink, I get really drunk, but back in the day when I was drinking every day or every other day, I like developed a callus to the liquor and tolerance. Well, it's, it's more than a tolerance though. You know what I mean? It's different, but it's just like, I feel like bars should only be able to serve someone three drinks. Like we do have sort of fail safes. You know what I mean? Like someone looks at you and they say you're too drunk. They cut you off. It's sort of there, but we are uh, insisting, even though we know 12 drinks doesn't do you any good. There's no one who drinks 12 drinks and is happier when they wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? That'd be hard I agree, pressed. yeah. I mean, again, like you said, realistically, we're supposed to only serve you like three drinks, but that just never... Maybe alcohol just needs to last longer, like the span of time that... Each drink well, no, I, if, you, if you drink a beer an hour and have like a glass and a uh, half of water an hour, you can sort of do it. But you just have to be diligent and it almost, I guess, takes away the... You're putting so much liquid into your body. You're, 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 no, but he's you're got pissing a, I, a lot, but you're tempering it. But you I, have to be... I remember for a while, my thing at Babylon was like, for every drink, I have to have a bottle of water. Like that was like... And I did pretty... As long as I stuck to that, I did pretty good as far as not getting like... Seems like an awful lot of work. Yeah, well, exactly. You're not enjoying yourself uh, being militant about it. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's not an awful lot of work for like the hangover you're going to have the next day or like the, sh- you know, the dumb shit you're going to do that night if you get absolutely... I mean, just don't drink. Yes. But... That's, no, I mean, do that's... you see what I'm saying though? You're working so hard to just drink. Listen, Is the drinking even fun? I don't, drink, I don't drink anymore. I don't think people should ever binge drink. I think like Kamar's saying, you should... The problem is, is like you... Booze doesn't work that way because after that third drink, you're in that zone and you're like, well, there's only more zone to go. Well, what, so. hap- well, what happens though is the buzz wears off, but that's actually the hangover begins. So you keep that going, but you always know how it ends. It's not, it's not a mystery. No, I know. I- and, and the biggest thing he said is drinking alone is abnormal because that's, that's another social uh, protection. Like, hey man, stop drinking. You're getting too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but smoking a joint by yourself is okay. That's smoking a weird Smoking uh, a joint by yourself is perfect. Yeah, but it's because you could never kill yourself with weed. So the, the, you don't need the social protection of someone else being like, whoa, buddy, slow down. Uh-huh. And also, smoking a joint, you may want to listen to an album or do something where you really zone in. His whole thing is the alcohol. In moderation is a social social lubricant that helps us get into this state of UA. But it can be abused. Like he definitely wasn't promoting drinking, which I thought at the beginning it was because the book is called Drunk. So, like I said, I sort of guessed ahead about. Well, that UA is that what you're calling it? UA. I think that was it. Yeah, I'm, I couldn't remember it. So when I he said it, I'm, o- I'm just giving him the benefit only of the. I'm works sure he wrote it down. If you do have a drinking callus, because like. If not, you're too wild, you know, to get shit done properly. Does that make sense? Uh, well, it, it, the big thing came down to 0.08. 
He called it the, the Perman yeah. level. The, the, so why don't they have just like, I'm surprised they don't sell, you know, this is 0.8 of what you need to get drunk. Well, they do though. You, you, you're like rattlers or light beer. Like it, it's, or like what's a shot, do you think? A shot. like A uh, shot is, that's you can legally drive on one shot. You can? Yeah. I think you really? can drive on two shots. No. I I'm pretty so. sure, yeah. Well, I can't drive on any shots, obviously. Yes, you can't, yeah. But um, I don't feel like, I, oh, I mean, maybe. Would I want to drive? But I, I could take could. two shots right now, Simon, and I could drive home safely. Mm-hmm. We've asked in the past, like, why do we serve alcohol? You know what I mean? Like, all the bad has happened, uh, personal anecdotal evidence, and weed was illegal. Yeah. And this sort of gave the other side of the story of because uh, all we can say is the negative things we serve because you're at we're adults and you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want right? but we definitely have lost sight that we the drinking that we started was way more measured like the introduction of spirits is a whole different ball of yeah, wax that's what ruined everything and my whole my whole contention the whole time is just how readily available alcohol is versus even when they legalize weed you know what i mean like if I go into a weed store, I can only buy X amount, but I could go to the LCBO right now and they're going to help me load enough liquor to kill me, you, and Kamar yeah. into my truck. It's crazy. And it ain't a fucking thing. Like, and no at, one gives a shit. And this is hilarious. So at the store, um, the beverages work on a totally different system where they're not measuring by um, gram anymore. They're measuring by volume of liquid. Yes. Yeah, so you, so you can only buy wholesale. like four cans. <laughs> yeah. And that will equal like, I don't know, three grams of weed That's what I'm where saying. you can buy 28. And then to your point, you can go to the liquor store and buy enough. And liquor. I can literally say, can you get two government employees yep. to help me load, load all this liquor into my car? Please. Myself. And thank you. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. I wonder if you say if you're going to kill yourself with it, then they legally have to do something. I'm but sure. But you could like that. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> you're assisting my suicide. What's yeah. crazy is in Ontario, it's not that accessible as it is, say, in Quebec or America. We could like there's stores everywhere. Oh, I mean, in America, or whatever. The states you know what I mean? is fucking. Well, I mean, bad, now they the- let bars like have the ability to sell beer to but, the public, but that's so expensive to take like, away. Is it compared to? If you were taking away uh, beer from the alcohol, um, they sell it as the markup. But Simon, even then, do you think that's going to stay? There's yeah. no way that's. I think it is. Really? I think it's well. Done. That's, that's I think for it's wealthy people. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's any more expensive. I think it's like when you buy beer. At, but no, if, no, no. If you what buy he's a pint is of like, beer at the liquor store, it's two fifty. What he's buy saying a is, a pint of beer at the bar, it's eight dollars. If you were in Quebec and you went to a Dep and just bought like a big can of beer, it's going to be way cheaper than if you fucking ordered a to go from some joint because they can't sell it at a cost our friends over here yeah have like that little dip yeah, now you yeah. can buy cans of beer yeah i don't think they're like wildly expensive but that's what i just said they're like a but that's like some of, sort of a uh, special brand right well, this is what i'm saying all okay, these yeah. uh a bar now can have the ability to sell just cans out the door but hear me out a bar would be so stupid to say, listen, you can take a can to go for $4, but if you sit down in here, it's 6 well, They have to match their price. Like, a cr- I mean, do you? You're like, one's taking it away and you're not doing shit. It's like, do you tip when you take out? Do you know what I mean? When you go... Unfortunately, if, I do. If yes. you're going to the fucking smoke meat shop to order the takeout special, are you tipping them? 
Well, no, pro- I mean, maybe during COVID you are because you feel bad, but normally the idea of taking it out is that they're not doing anything. The chef is already making their money from their paycheck and all of that stuff. And they haven't Simon, done, first of all, there's they a haven't tip done option. anything. There's for a tip you. option everywhere now, but you see what I'm saying, Matt, theoretically in a normal logical world. Simon, when I lived in Vancouver, Subway sandwich places had tip cups. I, I was like, this is, what are we doing here? You're not a real artist. You know that. <laughs> but that's, uh, I mean, no, I don't think that. I guess, yeah, whatever. Why are you tipping the guy at McDonald's then who's putting the burger to you? You know what I mean? Like, we, we, Well, because that guy is not a sandwich specialist, you know? They're not. Believe me. I've, have you been to Subway in the last decade? None, Those no guys are artists, not specialists. Artist. I guess the difference is, Matt, is that McDonald's, if they fucking put up to, if they put on too much mayo, there's nothing I can do with it. But at Subway, I can make them start again. If you really want to be that guy, you can walk back in the. Yeah, dude, you go back and make another one. I was watching this guy on a podcast this week who sneaks into events and he's like, you can pretty much go to any McDonald's in the world and just walk in and be like. Yeah, like a half hour ago, we ordered five Big Mac meals at the drive-thru, and we only got four. And he's like, and they'll just give you a Big Mac meal. No questions asked. You just got to be the guy that... Yeah, you just got to go in with that fucking with attitude. With the risk that is, they yeah. call you out and try to prove it. Well, hey, hey, Matt, have you ever been to the McDonald's on... The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to the McDonald's at Carling and... Um, the worst McDonald's in Ottawa? Maitland. What is that Kirkwood? Maitland. No, it's Maitland. Maitland? The worst McDonald's in Ottawa, yeah. You know, so you've obviously gotten takeout, uh, drive-thru. They go so ham on the sauce, and they always make you wait. Yeah, they make you wait. They make you pull over. Yeah, can you that pull, into, pull into whole, slot one? If I was going, if I wanted crazy. to pull into slot one, I would have walked into the goddamn restaurant, you piece but of shit. But it happens every time. Like, I would get it if it, every once in a while, you know? But every time. Would it be better if burgers were seen there sort of pre-made? That's they how are. it used to be. But that's, they how, are that's how it used to be. It's sort of changed. It's sort of aluminum now. Yeah, I guess they are. They're ex- except they're being held in like a tray. And fries is very special. You got to get fresh fries if you can. They never give you this. McDonald's is the worst McDonald's. It's the worst ever. McDonald's ever. I've. They go too ham on the sauces. Like if you get a Big Mac, it's like someone threw up the Big Mac sauce all over the burger. I don't get Big Macs. It's obscene. Anyways, it's a terrible McDonald's. I just thought I'd take this opportunity to to shit on the yeah, local because, McDonald's. Well, fuck them, man. <laughs> I agree. Fuck them all it's day. It's not like anybody is ever going to hear this, but shouting out into the ethos, fucking fuck that McDonald's. Yeah. Get your shit together, McDonald's. And I give that McDonald's money. They I, this is regularly. Yeah. So like fuck. I went there yesterday. I had to pull over and wait for a McChicken and two cheeseburgers. Like, what do you mean you went to McDonald's? Aren't we still eating bread and butter and bacon and eggs? <laughs> Kamar's three what weeks. The fuck? Kamar's three I weeks hope into you the are. challenge. I hope you are still eating. Your <laughs> I, I would be bacon uh, and anxious. Um, these guys happen to. Should I had um, to do it two weeks longer than the rest of us. It wasn't my idea. I don't think. Um, Go back in the fucking tapes. Yeah, please show me. Um, he knows we're not gonna. They have exactly. We're but good. you know the moment, right? No, I think he thinks he does. But where he, he announced it to everybody that yeah, this I, is what we would do. We didn't have to do, me. You think I said it? Yeah. Well, well let me hold on. So are I you? Was, I are you saying a dangly earring? Are you saying that one of us said it just out of curiosity? Yep. 
I'm okay. contending that's possible. That's You're on the table. <laughs> well, like, no. You I think I, I said that? Exactly. I think it's one of us said it. So there you go. I, so it's between I the two. I actually have a limited side with it. He, oh, you have a... Okay. Well, I, there's no way I would say that we were going to do that on the Patreon. No, that's just, just not in my... So right, right, now, you so right now we're you Spider-Man like memeing each other. Yeah. yeah. You like challenges. <laughs> I'll do it anyways, <laughs> but I'll be part of it. But you know I'm not part of it. Like, it's more like this. <laughs> Even though they're talking about booze and stuff, they happen upon the simulation. Okay. It's tough and to get around these days. Have I talked about it before? The fact that I don't think you can get drunk? In the simulation? Well, take a step back to virtual reality. Okay. Better player one or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that level. Okay. How would you get inebriated there? It'd be like digital inebriation. Well, no. So think about it like you know Neuralink, I mean? right? Like if they put Neuralink in your head, it can yeah. just, it can just, whatever whatever stimulates your brain to make you drunk, like the poison that whether it's your liver or whatever, it just does, it duplicates the same thing in your brain. And, and then therefore we would not need alcohol anymore. Yeah, you could just you could just be three drinks drunk all day. I don't think it exists. See, well, there you go. Talked about that's it. the... That's the Neuralink that's key. That's the ticket. Three drinks drunk. Well, or anything, uh, microdosing a slow drip of uh, psilocybin all go. the time. Yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, that'd be really I mean, good. I prefer to do my drugs the old-fashioned way. That's all I'm saying. No, but if you want to go, if you want to start at the top level, if you had severe PTSD, let's say you went to war, you lost a limb, you have PTSD, that's a good way right there. You have this Neuralink, and it's just constantly, like you said, it's a constant drip of well, psilocybin. Yeah, it just takes over, like, your serotonin uptake or something. There you go, or it does, you know, whatever. Well, I imagine that's exactly, sorry to cut you off, Matt, that's exactly what Neuralink will do at the beginning is things exactly like that. Well, that's what we Because it seems like a very minimal, you know, recognize, um, despair, release serotonin. It's what our brains do naturally, right? Like, we are that computer anyways. But it may your be that eyes, your feelings, they recognize something and then you have whatever five different drugs that get released from your brain that level you off accordingly. And keep in mind, listeners, when I say Neuralink, that's the example we're using. Another company could come along and well, it doesn't have to be Elon and Neuralink is my point. A, a SSRI or a, a antidepressant or any of these things. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, it's just a more crude implementation, right? Like it's analog instead of digital. That's what I'm if you want to so make you just the tap thing. right into the main fucking source, then. right? But what I'm saying is, we're already doing this. We just you're not giving it credit. I don't know, not you personally, but we don't give it credit for what it is, right? Like people deny, don't take these drugs. You can do all this on your own. You can do it with exercise. That's Joe. No, no, I'm, but Joe's not the only one. There are this a lot of people who that. say that. There are ways to do it. But what, just, yeah. what I'm saying is those, if you're low in serotonin and you take a drug that gets you back to where you need to be for those levels to be normal so that then you can operate properly, that's the same thing that that Neuralink would do. It would just be like a quicker, like I said, analog and digital, you know? Digital and analog. But just the experience of the simulation or the virtual world may be so stimulating you don't need. Do you know what I mean? Like it, for us or people who abuse alcohol or whatever, myself, make the world so boring we think we have to make? Well, that that's a, that's a good question, Kamar. It's like, okay, so we have uh, a new Oculus Rift. It's you, in the living room. You got it? No, I'm saying oh, three of okay, us sorry. by the latest Oculus Rift. And it's right there, and we're going to play it, and it's going to be awesome. 
we're definitely getting high to do that, right? Yeah, definitely. But I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying. So then in when it's perfect and you're in the matrix, no matter how good it is, you're still going to want to make it better. So well, that's why I think that there will be that availability of being drunk. I mean, the even matrix. then, Kamar, no matter how good you make it, eventually, like if people stay in it or play it, quote unquote, long enough, they will get bored of it. No, but I see what Kamar's saying. Like, if the Matrix, if it's Ready Player One, if that's kind of what we're looking at, right? And the three of us are meeting to see who's going to race for the fucking ring in these crazy cars. And like, you look jacked, and you're, or you're and like you're, a gargoyle. And you just, you know why I mean? the fuck would you need booze or drugs at that point? Like, you're already living this. I, I see your point, Kamar. Yeah, but I mean, the point is like, again, like you said, if I'm going skydiving, I'm getting high before I go up, especially if it's tandem. Yeah, and I wonder if that's just because, I don't know, maybe the human experience right now is limited. No, I, I'm not, I think just I'm not things are better. I think things are just you know? better for me. Things are just a little bit better when I'm high. Like, do you think if you jumped out of a plane, you'd want to be high? Like, Yeah. If you did it, you're like, ah, I wish I would have been high. It's pretty exhilarating no matter what. <laughs> Most things I do, Kamar... I'm like, this would be, if I don't already have one, I'm like, this would be way better with a joint. Yeah. Once the parachute opens and you're just hanging there so slowly. Oh, that's yeah. perfect <laughs> joint time. Yeah. And what, taking in the scenery. And what I'm saying, Matt, is that like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm with you. I think everything will be better for us in this limited capacity. Everything is better high. But the matrix or whatever, like that next thing is where we all kind of enter to escape this reality. Yeah. Maybe that is the high. But I think maybe that's what Kamara is getting. Yeah, at, I get it. You but know? you're also forgetting maybe. too, like even in the actual movie, the matrix within the matrix, there was a way to get high, like plugging some shit in. Right. So we could create this thing that's like euphoric. And then within it, someone could be like, yeah, but I can, tr I can crank it up to like times a hundred. You know what I mean? You're just sitting there coming your pants 24 hours. It just sort of comes down to, is it natural to this escapism? You know what I mean? Like, is it part of human nature or is it sort of an alien foreign thing that we've just been sort of put on our shoulder? Because we are, we don't even know what we are. We do not know what we so are. So we don't know what we're escaping, you know? By well, no, I think it's also high. like that we probably should just be laying in a field ass naked. With so like, you agree, baseline. bigger isn't better. That's baseline. <laughs> You know what I mean? Is like maybe that's the the escape is that itself, and that we're, you know. And then we were doing that, and then someone brought up a root that had uh, rotted, and we ate it. And we got drunk. And we we're like, you know what? We should put some clothes on and build a house. Yeah. Is there anything? Or maybe we, maybe there's a nice balance between. Is both. there anything that you think you would be like? Okay, this is so great that I'm cool, sober, just a la carte. Sex is pretty good, but it's better, better high. It's better, yeah. <laughs> Well, am I wrong? No, I'm asking you, though. Well, I'm asking you. Like, um... What about you, Simon? Skydiving, for an example. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe that's better sober. Maybe, you know, that's one feel of those things that you just want to be... Have all your senses totally... I don't know. The way you woke up. And that's the other thing why alcohol and marijuana different differ... You can do a point of alcohol where you don't remember the experience at all. Like, it's not even a memory. I think you, you know what I mean? Or it's foggy, whatever it is. You don't black out on weed. Never. No, but I feel like, you know, if we're putting 
if as things happen to you, they're being like card Rolodexed in your head. Well, I feel like the weed like gets those so far in the back that you never really have access to them anyways. But they exist. I think with the alcohol, they may not exist. Yeah, Simon, I've lost memory. I have, like, I've lost nights to booze. Yeah, but you've never also, like, done regression therapy or been hypnotized. or So we don't know what's still back there, you know? Okay, sure. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, it was Malcolm Gladwell who said it shuts down. And you, you do not take in that data for whatever period it is when you shut down. That would be interesting. I mean, that makes the most sense. Yeah, I guess. But it's so weird that, like, like, here, like, like I moved to New York. I lived there for nine months, so I don't know the city. Like it's not like I lived there my whole life. One night I got so hammered, and I blacked out. But I woke up at home. So like I navigated, you know, eighty blocks of New York. And when you're young, on autopilot, irresponsible. That feels like an accomplishment. <laughs> well, no, but I, but you know what I mean. Like it's weird that your brain, like even though it's turning everything off, and that it's not taking That's fair. anything. There must in, be some record that it of it. Still somewhere. has some sort of autopilot where it's like I know where home is. And I have some idea how to get us uh, there. Have you ever, bla- you wouldn't know this, but have you ever blacked out from only drinking beer? No, I don't think so. No, you see, like, again. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You can do it on anything. It's volume. You're, you're, you sh- it shuts off. Yeah, like, you've, you've seen people at keggers drink. Right. Okay, fine, fine. I'm just thinking, though, like, it's the hard liquor. He, yes. He's right. That hijacked the it's, whole it's the, thing. It's a hard liquor and it just raise alcohol out. Like the the most strongest thing should be like eight percent wine and three percent beer. Like, yeah, and again, bringing us all the way back to the bread before beer, or beer before bread. Like that's such an interesting idea that they'd be chasing that. Just that. Well, I wonder if he said three hundred years since it's gotten hard, right? Yeah, whatever. If before that people are pining, I just wish I could get a better hit on this, or just everything was hunky dory. Well, and I, then is it necessity the invention that made it stronger? Like. Well, again, you'd have to assume that some hard ass was just drinking so much all the time and was like, I used to really enjoy this. And then, yeah, he probably was like some fucking alchemist who was like, I got this. I can figure this out. Well, everybody was drinking all the time. Well, yeah. But like, look at ancient Rome or places like that where wine was the... But it uh, wasn't that strong. But this is what I'm saying. That's why everybody drank it like water because it was fucking water, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Grape drank. He Greece, mentioned places like that. It he, was like Tang. Yeah, exactly. He mentioned that verbalizing a memory taints it. Interesting. Like right away when you recount something, you get one detail wrong, but that, that's imprinted in your brain as the memory, and you're free to distort it every time you talk about it more. Well, and I wonder, too, if it's like uh, language is something we've done as human beings but maybe again maybe it's not a human thing but if it was red and you said out loud it's blue all of a sudden it might change your head to be blue well it's always fucked up it's always fucked up when you hear about like uh like eyewitness accounts because like i've been in non-stressful scenarios where me and two good friends remember a scenario almost like completely different yeah and you're like, how did this happen? Well, you know the, what I mean? This, like, is, this is what I'm saying. Like, maybe the language is the alien, and we were meant to just recognize things with our mind, and the second that we have to say them out loud. Yeah, maybe. Again, kind of like ideas. Stop trying to fuck us with aliens, No, Simon. it's not aliens. I mean, maybe it was aliens, but just, <laughs> like, we look at thought 
as something that Excuse we me. do as opposed to it does us or something that is that we're receiving. I thought that was really interesting when he was talking about that. I think it's in the uh, Duncan episode actually, but we'll get there. I actually have tons, but we won't get it all. Um, he was talking about certain tribes had people who are the designated people to get fucked up. Like yeah. to close it out so the, the shamans getting fucked up and you go talk to them to get that perspective <laughs> that might be interesting just have people doing the hard work and we sort of support them and so the rest of us can learn from well, them well it's the same way as like the only the high priests were allowed to read the sacred scripture only the highest rabbis were allowed to touch the covenant of the ark no you, you know what i'm saying it's that exact same idea but with that we have the controversy of whether the scripture's all bullshit as well. Just the actual experience of getting inebriated is... No, but they were coming back and saying, like, I spoke to God and shit. Well, they were probably eating mushrooms too. Um, they talked about homeless people. What if some homeless people want to be homeless? Do you know what I mean? Like, we look at it like they, they have mental illness or whatever, but they're just like, fuck, I want to live on... They want to be like a hobo. Like, they want that life. And we see it as like, I would never want that for myself. You can't want that. I can't imagine all of them are, but I bet you some people just fuck the system. Do you, do you know what I mean? And that's how they want to live their life. I mean, that's yeah. definitely a possibility, I guess. I mean, again, I think mental illness and drug addiction are probably the two. I said some, some homeless. No, I get and it. it I just know. Feeds. And why do you, do you need to do that in the city? Why aren't more people then like pushing out towards the Because you still got to panhandle and stuff like that to oh, keep, see, keep okay. the game going. But that's the thing. I don't think anyone wants to pay. But if you're hunting your own food and shit. But if you feel like you're your own man just living free, like there may be something to it. Maybe. Probably not, but. Well, no. Okay, listen. I kind of understand what you're saying because. Except the panhandling. I get what he's saying, but panhandling is where you lose me. Well, it's, I mean, look. Yeah, no. And we have very harsh climate here. And like, I just. Yes. I see a lot. The homeless problem has gotten way worse in. Um, Ottawa, Ottawa this year, yeah. Like I've mentioned that. Okay, well, I'm agreeing with you. Anyways, you see a lot of these people, and I, I like this is a huge generalization, but there's a lot of mental illness there. Like if I saw just a bunch of dudes like hanging out, chilling, looking like they were having a really good time, that would be different. I say the majority don't want to be homeless. Do you know what's crazy about the homeless though? Is Austin has about the same amount of people as Ottawa, and they only have three thousand homeless people. We have 7,700. We have 7,700 homeless? Yeah. And like, again, Joe thinks they have a huge... So like, why is it... But that includes like families and people who... You understand those stats, right? Those aren't all just like... It doesn't matter. I'm still comparing... Like, they use the same stats either way. I I don't know how they're counting there. So you think we're over... I just know when I read that stat to you last week, like, I just... I don't know. It seemed like it was... It seemed huge. Like, oh my God, we have 7,000 people living under no, the No, someone bridge, backed it up you know on the Reddit. I mean? No, no, I, I believe it's correct. But it's not oh, as yes. simple as that, I don't think, that it's like 7,000 people living, you know. Either way, my point anyway. is, is Joe notices it with 3,000. And then that, that's another thing that brings, that's another wild thing is I thought about that too. I was like, it's crazy that in a city of a million people, Joe notices a homeless problem. There's only 3,000. Like the percentage, percentage wise, 
Like unless they're all well, maybe together, they're just congregating. But it's in also more thing. Joe's gone to Austin, Austin throughout the last ten years, so you can see something progress. Like just a sure, but I mean that's the only thing no, that makes but that's sense. Exactly is that what's happening, I assume. I guess, but and that's yeah, I think that's probably what's happening. It's happening everywhere as the people are getting richer, richer. People are getting poorer, poorer. Yeah. I wonder if there's a connection. And the poor uh, congregate to where the rich are because, like Kamar said, they're often looking for money. So you don't get that from other poor people. Astute observation, Simon. The bottom line make it heated. The bottom line is alcohol is meant to be used in communal, ritual, organized setting. And moderation. Well, that's the organized part. You're just not allowed to go free. Like Well no, but also like you shouldn't be drinking fucking Well, if they're gonna control liquor, then they should control it by making there a threshold of a percent that you can hit. You should only be able to drink five beers a day. Or again, what, or what, you know what I mean? But none of us want the government regulating that. No, no, so no. it's on you to find But ex- But example, like right now, you know, the best weeds you get are like 30% THC. Um, no, I guess you're right. At some point, they're going to be 70% because they're going to just keep cracking and cracking and cracking until... Either way, I just think it's ridiculous that we live in a province where like... You know, you could be a lawyer making $5 million a year. And as soon as you go to a restaurant, you're served by a 19-year-old. And now your life is in that 19-year-old's hands. Legally. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's nuts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird... And they uh, took like a one-hour course online that was like... <laughs> and you're going to pull some power move anyway. You know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. Alcohol shouldn't have been demonized or whatever. Like, because that'll also push a young kid to, you know, be bad. But it should have been more education for reverence for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because what he said is alcohol is a tool for creativity. Mm-hmm. Bouncing off ideas. Just being a little looser. But only at that point eight stage. Well, now And unfortunately they, only for men. Predominantly. Now that they make all these cannabis liquids drinks. Yeah. I think we're going to see like. You know. Because that's how you're going to get to that spot without getting ridiculous. So do you think they'll sell those at. You think they'll sell those at bars? No. I'm just, it gives you an option <laughs> of getting to that kind of spot. They should sell those at bars, to, though. Because then someone like, like me can go to a bar and enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Could you drink like five of those and be like messed up? Yes. For sure. Really, eh? Yeah. That's interesting. Each yeah. can is like three grams of dried weed. So, I mean. Have you ever had one? I've never. I, yeah, I, Mary, I, Mary I, comes I home one. with them all the goddamn and I, time. And have you ever OD'd on one? I mean, not OD'd, but like. I should have had no, that last they're, sip. No, they're 10 milligrams is the max you can get in one of those cans. Whereas yeah. you're, you were doing like Stars of Death at 100 milligrams. So you could yeah. theoretically drink 10 of those cans and not have to worry about it. So that comes back to the uh, dose of alcohol, theoretically. I brought my old man a 600 milligram edible the other day. And he should eat that over a month or something. Oh, yeah, I was like, I the I, rest of his life. I said to him, I was like, if you eat this all in one go, you're gonna call an ambulance. So please. But again, my point was, Kamar, like that's why they should have never made hard liquor because having the beer that and wine that can only get to a certain percent had that built in. But we want the freedom of choice. Okay, yeah. we gotta move on. We One demand more. free choice. That's uh, okay. That's the problem with you. Quickly, beings. I just run down. They talked about COVID, and I think he put it best. Uh, the restrictions are frustrating. Have you noticed? That it feels like everyone's going off. Like everyone's like cracking at the seams. What do you mean? No, just just in general. Like the, that guy ran over that family last week. Uh, I hope that 
it's just tragedy. People are yelling at people like people are getting antsy. I think part I don't of think it that's anything new is no because of the masks we are more unsure about each other. Because he was talking about how how much we read uh, facial expressions and stuff, and I think it's starting to make us a little uneasy. And it'll be better when we uh, get back to masks. Just we, use more emojis. He talked about the prisoner's dilemma, which I think was interesting. When doing the right thing is hard to do, even though you should do it. Do you understand the prisoner's dilemma? Yeah. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Did I miss this? Anyways, you want to move on? Is that what's happening here? Well, we got it. We're an hour in okay, and we still have so three let's more. Do this. He likes Kamar's watching stuff. kids play. Pick, pick your last point, Kamar. He likes watching kids play. <laughs> yeah, that's that was not the thing. note we want to go on. <laughs> and and Joe said his success has been dumb luck and fortune. N- not totally, but sort of like, I, I thought that was interesting that he said that. I, mean, I think that's a nice thing for him to say. I think he's worked incredibly hard. He has, but for him to sit there and just say, and, and, like everything just went together. It's great. I agree. Well, listen, it's a good uh, acknowledgement. I think uh, luck is involved in everything, and it is a good acknowledgement. I think he should also, you know, and he does. He the guy works his fucking ass off, for sure. But if you were writing like Joe's story, yeah, it's very lucky. There's a lot of like, yeah, he fucking started a podcast in his basement. That's now the biggest thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, there's but like someone was going to do that. There. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah, just right place, was right gonna, time. Yeah. All the same way you would talk about Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or yeah. any of these evil geniuses. And there, there may be a bigger Joe Rogan starting right now. Yeah. Well, there has to be. Probably is. Not us. Does there? Maybe Joe Rogan is the pinnacle of nope, podcasting nope, nope, nope. and you will never that, see it. Because that's not bigger. human nature. No, that's impossible. Bigger and better. Well, faster, maybe harder, human stronger. Na- nature ends. Well, that's okay. Then, yeah, maybe that's it. Or we get taken over in like. Uh, Can you China, rate the booze China guy, please? Can you rate this type episode? society where they don't let us watch anything anymore. I thought it was called Gina. Gina. Um, I rate this a 3 point, no, uh, 2.7. Hmm. I give it a 4. I uh, agree with you, Matt. I give it a 4 too. You guys are always agreeing with each other. Oh, really? You should move closer to each other so you can do things. By the way, the Kamala Harris, Dirty the Kamala Harris, Donald Trump clip that was circulating this week was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I saw it. It feels Do like not come. those will be uh, NFTs soon. Memes? Just to have the one. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they sold... Uh, the one, like, I'm the only one who can laugh at this joke. Nobody else can laugh at it because I own it. No, but something like... It's Char- hilarious, but you'll never know. Charlie bit my finger. They sold that for like $190,000 a couple weeks ago. I, I'm... I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. I don't know what to... Well, no. Okay. That I understand. Yeah. I was making the joke like you're never even going to know if the clip was funny because it's never going to get out. You're the only one who knows because you paid the big bucks for it. And we're just going to have to all accept that because you paid big money for like that Like the thing, invisible statue. It's fucking hilarious. Who is going to be the first comedian to sell the joke? Chris Talia. Come on, can we get a name and a number? Uh, yeah, I give it, uh, to Josh Dubin. And imagine that, uh, 1664. Sorry, come on. Imagine that, Maddie. you, like, let's just say you love a Chappelle joke. 
Yeah. And you buy that joke and then yeah. he can never perform that joke again because you own it. Or if you're a good guy, you can like, you know, don't worry. I license Dave. it out. To I'm going to, I bought it. You can use it for a couple of years, but then we're going to have to revisit this whole, but that's how it, well, comedians are like waning in their popularity. They can start cashing NFT in on their, their career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, can happen. that be that dude? That's a black mirror episode. If I've ever heard one. Nope. No. No. You're disagreeing with me. Yes. On yes. my birthday. What? Kamara's not even listening anymore. I don't give a fuck about that guy. <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Kamar, who? Okay, Josh Dubin. Josh Dubin. We second time around. Ow, fuck. Sorry. You know what's funny Sorry, is guys. we were like we, we were like, oh. this guy should be on like a couple times a year. And then, unfortunately, he spends the time talking about MMA. Yeah, I was really disappointed that that's how that, yes, that went down. But I think part of it was last time he was on, he was with someone. Yeah. And so it was 100% about Focus the, the on, cause. Yeah. Of, and so this was like, because did you guys, did you guys uh, garner from the last one how deep into boxing he was? No. Yeah, I thought it came up and I was pretty sure it came up in that episode that he. I definitely didn't remember because I remember that he was deep, that he was good friends with Lennox Lewis. I think this is his third time on, by the way. Although I could be wrong. Second that's, time. That's Second possible. Time. Are you sure? I think so. So yeah, he met Lennox Lewis, who was getting ripped off, and that's how he got into yeah the boxing side. I mean, he's he is the advocate. He should call himself the advocate. That's, his, that's his Tom Grisham novel, like, The Advocate. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and. Um, they started off talking about golf. Jamie's gone into golf. It was Jamie's week of golf talk. And how no matter who it is, you have to respect people who get in a ring and fight. Of course. You just have, you, this, but we've talked about this thing of like some fat guy in a bar calling in a quarterback a bum. Do you know what, There's just a disconnect there for some reason. I mean, it's like Stephen A. Smith has this... Uh, he has a rule. It's never never mess with anyone's money. So, like, if someone's up for a new contract, even if he thinks they're a bum, he won't say shit. That's, like, just his rule. He won't... Once they get that contract, he then feels like it's open season to be like, what a whore. say he's not earning what he got paid or something? That sort of thing, yeah. And I, I feel the same about the fighters. It's, you know, unless you yourself have gotten in that ring on a professional high-end level. Because there's so you, many things to respect. The getting in the ring, the dedication before to get it. Like, it, 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 it it's it's... It, it was all about the um, Logan Paul fight. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about this one or Trussell or Post Joe. I don't care. We can talk about it now. So we'll, I don't give a shit. We'll talk about Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley because that's what mainly they talked about. Okay. And what's interesting is Jake Paul bet Tyron Woodley a million dollars. Yeah. I would put my money on Tyron Woodley in that fight. But Tyron Woodley won't it's put his Tyron. money on Tyron Woodley. Tyron. Tyron. That's the, that. It, it no, is so see, this is. I had a I had a conversation outside of this with a buddy of mine, and he felt like you. He was like, he's if he's not even willing to put up his own money, how's he ever going to win? Well, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to his point that he has an opportunity to make an extra million dollars or lose a million. dollars. I just think there's a huge difference between like Nate Robinson and Tyron Woodley. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think Tyron knows that it's a fight, and he's like, listen, why would I give up? Why would I risk giving up the biggest payday of my life for this kid's trash talk? He's just trying to get in his head. That's all he's trying to do. All, all Jake Paul's trying to do is say, look at how much money I have. Where like whatever you think you're about to make, I can bet you. Which is sort of a boss it's move. disrespectful. It, it's sort of a boss move saying, I'm not doing this for money. The money doesn't matter. You know where Tyrone is doing it for money. Tyron. 
Tyron is solely doing this for money. Yeah. He's he's retired. But that also, listen, if when this fight happens, he absolutely murders Jake Paul, like great. face on the fucking canvas. No, but at that point, it's no longer that funny that it's like, well, this guy's just doing it for money and but this guy's doing it because... What do you want him to do it for exactly? Like, what does anybody do this shit for? It's more how Jake Paul is like showing that fighters don't get paid shit. Well, that I'll agree with. Do you understand? Like, all these guys are like, fuck him, I can fight him. Like, everyone is rushing this. He was pushing Andre Ward. Like, everyone is saying this is a great opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's, it doesn't matter about people being in their prime. It's just the test. And it doesn't exist without trash talking. Who's got, like, great hands in the UFC? Max Holloway. There you go. Let's see that fight. The Diaz brothers? No, I mean, obviously... I don't think that's the same kind of thing. Like, they're not, like, trained boxers. I mean, Max Holloway has the most significant strikes in a fight in UFC history. And during and the guy he beat up is still on concussion protocol after, like, six months. And during that fight, he was yelling mid-significant strikes at Joe Rogan, I have the best hands in the UFC. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to... That would be a fucking barn burner. But from Francis Nagano down, everyone's been like, what the hell's going on with these guys? And not like these guys are imposters. They're making a joke. Like, No, Francis Nagano was like, this guy made $20 million for this fight. Why am I not getting paid? Yeah, inadvertently, he's going to help all of these athletes. I'm not sure if it's inadvertent because it's all he's been talking about since the Nate Robinson fight. I'll give him credit for that, Jake Paul. He's been mentioning that they don't get paid enough. And he's completely right. He is. Like, he's he's... It's undeniable whether you, you like him or his work ethic or you think he's too bombastic. This is insane. So Dana White was asked in a press conference about fighters getting health care from the UFC. And he inadvertently answered uh, that, like, I can't remember what he said. It was something along the lines of, like, uh, we're looking into it or something. And then he came back and was like, I accidentally answered we're looking into it. We're absolutely not looking into it. The UFC won't even give, they won't even give them health care. Like, how fucked is that? You're sending prize fighters in. So, like, not only are they underpaid, they don't even have health benefits. It's, like, It's shocking, and it's, like, the same with boxing. As we found, like, how this guy got into it. Everyone's fucking over these guys. And they're making the craziest sacrifice. And we know all the other professional sports have their risks and stuff, but this is like well, maybe all if on the boxing line. had got its shit together and wasn't such a corrupt organization, and they had gone more in line with like one of the other major sports that does take more care of its players, then the UFC would have had to follow suit right from the start. But because it was being lumped in with boxing from the beginning, which was this totally, like I said, crooked organization, I mean, they didn't have like listen. It's coming though because. Paulo Costa, who's obviously one of, you know, the better fighters in the UFC, he recently turned down a fight because he was like, I'm not getting any money. And then the best was the person that took the fight. Someone asked him on Instagram. They were like, who's going to win the fight between, like, your replacement and whoever he was supposed to fight? And his answer was Dana. So, I mean, fighters are hip to the jive. They're like, we're basically fighting so this guy can go spend $100,000 a hand on blackjack. Something's up here. All they need They're is a fighting, union. So Joe Rogan can uh, make $500,000. Well, you can't believe when you find out one of those guys gets $15,000 for a fight. At, so, at some level, you're like, what? You're assuming everyone's getting $100,000. Like, 
No, that's what I'm saying. Dude, think it's about not even so by close. that logic, about, but, Daniel Cormier must make like 10 times more as an announcer than yeah. he did as a fighter. Think about this. And you have an eight-week camp. Okay, so two months where you probably don't go to work, right? Like you're just training for a fight. You have to pay all your trainers, your coaches. You have to eat your supplements. Like there's no way 15 grand even covers what I just said. And then you have to said. get to wherever they're going. Like if you live in, uh, I don't know, Well, I hope Al- the UFC Alaska pays for that, but you, I doubt it. You think they pay for your plane ticket to the it. fucking match? No fucking way, man. You think they pay for your hotel while you're down there? I don't think so. They have to put you in a hotel. They don't. Okay. Fine. No, I don't know that. My point is, is that they need to start paying these guys. And this is the thing. My argument was always like Dana needs to keep them broke because it keeps them hungry. Like if you, if everyone's Conor McGregor, then no one ever fights. Because once Conor McGregor started making money, he never really was Conor McGregor again, as far as but fighting it was concerned. Not everybody has to make Conor McGregor money. But even then, in boxing, it's the opposite. Like all the all the top making boxers, Floyd Mayweather's forty three and he's still fighting, making tons of money. Like Canelo Alvarez, that he makes. Dude, the interview he did at his house was staggering. The one they spoke about, it was fucking insane. Well, just look at, like, remember the stats they used to give you on how much Mike Tyson would spend a year on, like, gardening between his yeah Plus what Don King is siphoning off of. Yeah. Not to mention his entourage and everyone else. I mean, yeah, it's... Oh, I watched that uh, Mike Tyson cartoon. Mm-hmm. I had never watched it before. Mike Tyson Mysteries? It it's is fucking hilarious. so fucking you got Norm MacDonald. You're never going to lose. Yeah, it's so funny. And the guy from Community. Yeah, it's so funny. So the key to great fights is chemistry between the two fighters, right? There's got to be something. Styles. Styles, but styles also if they talk shit about each other, there's, there's a whole bunch of layers. You know what I mean? To build up for it. See, I don't, this is the thing. That doesn't go far enough because all the talking in, sorry, all the talking in the world, like if the two guys if it lasts two seconds, then it's a shitty fight. Not necessarily. If it's a big time knockout, I mean, uh, it's, I'm not ha- like, if I'm getting ready to watch a fight, yeah, we're waiting and it's the main event and the guy gets knocked out three seconds in. I mean, that's shit. I disagree with you. I don't Listen, like the biggest, fight. the biggest, the most, the most replayed moment in UFC history, arguably is Connor 13 seconds, starching out. Jose. Oh, I was going to say it was the flying knee. Masvidal. That too. There you go. Yeah. So, and think about all the shit talk in those, exactly. both those fights, both those situations. tons of shit talk. Yeah. Fight but you over know what and- was even better than that, Maddie? was like Connor versus what's his name? Um, Khabib. And then jumping out of the ring. Like that was the whole no, that, match. That, that's you know? too much. Well, keep in mind. I thought that was great. Little, they brought up the fight that I brought up a couple of weeks ago, the clay Guida against mm-hmm. Diego Sanchez. That was kind and like, of a matrix moment. And those fights, like when you see a fight well, like that, 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 okay, sure. That's Rory, an even better Rory example. McDonald against those uh, are the Robbie best Lawler. Yeah, exactly. But like, look at uh, Muhammad Ali trash talking. He said, Roberto Duran used to trash Sugar Ray Leonard. That's where uh, Mike Tyson got it. Like it, it is part of it. I think it'll always be. I agree. Selling a fight like that. But I also, I also really respect it when two guys just go up, are super respectful of each other, and then have a barn burner of a fight and hug it out at the end. Like that, that to is, me has equal. That, that to me has equal standing. That's the best. Like it'd be so shitty if um, Mayweather and Connor fought, and then after they're still chirping. You know what I mean? And I find that's one thing Connor does do. Yeah, he's very he humble loses and defeat. It with humility. Yeah. Like no matter what he says. Well, because that that just shows you that he's not. None of it was real. Well, I mean, dude, because no, if you hate a guy, there's footage of Khabib beating the shit out of him and him saying it's just business. Mm-hmm. Khabib saying that? No, Connor. 
I would say most of the shit talking is contrived, but it's just a necessary thing, man. I mean, look at Bisbang and uh, Luke Rockhold. They're like best friends now. When Bisbang knocked him out, they fucking hated each other. They were talking like that was a fight where after it, there was so much animosity. I look at like hockey, like in the middle of the game, they hate each other. The things they're doing to each other. And then when the series is over, they go to the line and shake the hand. And the, you, you know what I mean? I, I mean, hockey, though, they still hate each other. When it, Dude, the mic'd ups, those guys fucking despise each other. A lot of them, which is wild to me because then they get traded at the same yeah, team. Yeah, the shaking the hands is crazy. I'm surprised there's not way more like fucking bench clearing brawls. It makes you happy. Well, yeah, we've always waited for someone to just be like, yeah, whatever, but it never, ever happens. You know what's crazy about the UFC this weekend, too? All fighters were warned that if they did anything other than touch gloves at the like press conference, so like at the weigh-in, if you did anything other than like a, they lose like a, fight. a fist bump, you are immediately... Why? What happened that... Because uh... there was a, a, a press conference a couple weeks ago where someone got high school shoved oh. and it like pinched a nerve in the guy's neck and the fight oh. was off. So Jesus. they're now, they're like, none of this fucking... You, it always bl- blows my mind. I'm like, you guys are going to fight, right? Like, we know this. There's not... You're Like, why? What are you doing here? Well, I think that like the UFC secretly loves that, you know? I mean... I, I mean, it, to- it, 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 it's born from wrestling. You can't have the steak without the sizzle. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. Listen, a great example is like Joanna against Rose. Like in the lead up, Joanna was so disrespectful, getting in her face, saying all this shit. And then Rose starches her. Mm -hmm. And that makes that fight. Like, I mean, it still would have been exciting to see her starcher, but without all that greasy shit talk. Which I'm going to say it again uh, Dark Side of the Ring. If you haven't watched that, it's on the list. Simon, I watched Ultimate Warrior. I was not disappointed. Amazing, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Great but did rank. you, I didn't know any of that, Kamar, that he couldn't fight. He was like, because in my head, Ultimate Warrior is like the best athlete ever, you know? Well, this he was is a terrible athlete. This is my thing, <laughs> is that I, I understand and respect what's going on, both MMA and boxing, but I still don't know as much. Do you know what I mean? To see, oh, he's doing this or whatever. And it was, the, what, the interesting thing about the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul fight is... You just assume the bigger guy is going to come in younger, but there is a way, and Floyd did it, and it really backs up his. Like they both won that fight. I don't know. That's how I look at it. Well, Floyd's just, like Floyd's not a knockout guy, right? So we well, need to we need to see a guy. That's why the Tyron Woodley fight will be interesting because we know that he has knockout. But power. he's still smaller than Jake, so it'll be interesting. Um, he's smaller than Jake, really? A little, little bit smaller. Um, what? Like right now, it is like height wise. Height wise, I, you okay. just think the taller person, the reach, the, the, the initial physical attributes give you advantage. You know what I mean? And Floyd, Floyd could have knocked him out if that went twelve rounds. I'm sure it would have gotten to that point. It's just when you're fighting the adrenaline, like we've seen it gas out. It doesn't matter who you are. Who pulled the hat off his head? His brother Jake. That was. So who fought? Logan. I'm but he was, he was at the press us. conference, yeah. and then he was. They're trying to build another fight. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. it's sort of genius. It's it's Donald Trumpish. Like, are you know they going to fight each other, Kamar? Is that the end? The goal? brothers. Yeah. Um, I'm sure down the road there'll be a hundred million dollar each payday for the end or whatever. But um, I agree. They're working for the next fights. Might I, even be more. I listened to Logan Paul. He said. He said he was talking about something when I'm on Joe Rogan. So look, he'll be on Joe Rogan. He wasn't saying he's been contacted. But he's put out an ether, and he's proven that you can do anything. Like, it's really crazy. Do you remember the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Bloodsport? 
not Bloodsport, came out after Bloodsport. It was called Kickboxer, I believe. I and so, yeah. they fight the final fight. They dip their hands into glass. glass. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's how I want to see the Logan brothers fight. If it's not like that, I'm not interested. So you want to, okay, you want to see like X-Con. Carnage. I want Carnage. one of them to come out looking different. I want to see if like um, 25 years from now, they're all fat and bloated, like let themselves go or whatever, or they maintain. I, I, I think I'm a, not a fan for life, but I will how always sort of how to figure famous? out the pulse. How did they get famous? Vine, fine, fine. Yeah, doing what? Well, they though, started like, buying pranks yeah, and so, shit. Yeah. Are they the two brothers that would prank each other all the time? They are. They'd like run in and throw flour in each other's face or like... Lots uh, of stuff. Just silliness. Just silliness. Right place, right time. Dumb luck and fortune. And they have a bunch of sisters who are, were always in their videos? <coughs> or am Maybe I thinking not. about different people? Um, I have no idea what you're talking they're about. They're two blonde guys. So, so Josh you know? was the um, voice of reason that told Lennox Lewis... Or pushed him to retire. Yeah. And he got a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. Those people are weird people, eh? If you are a entourage or your livelihood is just supporting someone, going, yeah, champ, yeah, champ, you should know there's an expiry date on that. And you're way out of line when it goes away and you're like, wait, what about me? Like, what's going on here? You, I think it's the same feeling as like when a wife and husband divorce and the wife's like, well, you know, I helped you build what you are today. I'm sure those people feel the same way. Yeah. Cut but, off their life. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. But imagine you're married with kids and your livelihood is G'ing up the champ. Like you, you're sort of, you're almost a uh, parasite. Well, it's probably not G'ing. It's probably like Lennox gave you a job as his chauffeur or whatever. And I feel like these people are very agreeable to the champ. Always. There was a family guy clip I saw the other day of this. <laughs> it's, it's like a flash to this dad push. <laughs> it's Peter like, yeah, it's like those dads that only get to see their kids every other weekend. And this dad's pushing his kid on a swing. And he's like, how's mommy? How's mommy doing? Is mommy spending $2,200 a month on you? Because that's what mommy's asking from daddy. <laughs> it's always the kids. It's always the kids. Fucking hilarious. Well, the mean potatoes was the MMA for real. Like that's well, what no, they this what, what, fucking guilty people incarceration. Like so, well, they so, didn't talk about it a lot. So well, they did eventually. It was very interesting. He talked about a guy named Ike Putterman. Yeah, Putterall, Putter, Putter Butter, whatever. I don't the, think it was Putter Butter. The head butter. of Marvel, no, who's a billionaire, Putter yeah. Butter, who's good friends with Trump. Yeah, and um, how he could be like, yeah, these guys are horrible, and that. Closes so many doors all of a sudden. You'll be work with anyone. You know what I mean? Despite, I thought that was sort of something that everyone has to. All these things make me think about Daryl Davies. Mm -hmm. When Davis. I thought about the Davies, sorry. But like the idea of like, uh, you think that no way, like cut off is not. No, open. It, you got to open the channels. Keep the, the way channels forward. open. But it's just funny talking about. In that story, when he, like Trump's is a two scoop guy, two scoops of ice cream or whatever, did you see? He's just an adorable douche. Like I don't think he's a malicious bad person. That's all I'm saying, and, I, and we we won't argue. Who about Donald it. Trump? Yeah, it has nothing to do with being malicious and bad. You shouldn't run the country yes. when you're an egomaniac. And we saw why. It's, it's all yeah. But I, I just I, yes, he's a comical character, a hundred percent. I agree. Listen, uh, 
two scoops of ice cream. Like I get two jellos. <laughs> I wish I could do the the. Uh, but the over emotional, you get none. The you get two over emotional response offense to him was more detrimental than he was even. I think. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. And this guy's point was valid, where he's like, I don't care that he. Um, what do you call it when you let the people go at the end? I'm sorry, my brain's dead. Pardon. Yeah, I don't care that he pardoned that guy. He also pardoned four um, Innocence Project guys on his way out. So It's a win-win for where I'm coming from, what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, everybody, they all pardoned a lot of people. Like Obama pardoned a lot of people, and I bet if you went through that list, there'd be a bunch of questionable ones where you're like, Obama really, pardoned. Obama pardoned like the four most. times more people than Trump did. Yeah. And you think those were all, there were no favors in no, there? of course there were. I'm not. I'm of sure. course there were. Why do you think he's now able to like live his life giving speeches at $500,000, a million dollars a pop, you know? But Kamar, to your point, I also think now this is the new way is that every, every four years, whoever gets elected, the other side is like, not my president. And they all just push back and nothing gets done. And maybe, or... Uh, like traditional media does die like the dinosaur and we evolve. Because like I said, I think it's the left and the right media that is creating this thing that doesn't actually exist, which we'll actually get into um, the Duncan Turkle po podcast. Uh, they're definitely good people in jail. Yeah, tons of good people in jail. Do you know what I mean? That the thing like if you're a criminal, then you're a bad person because he got the guy out and he became a paralegal and is super helpful and like, People make mistakes. People make mistakes, and there's probably good people that could help make the planet a better place, but they're in jail because of a mistake or whatever. I mean, what fucks me up is that there's innocent people in jail. Like, there's there's people that are good people that are locked up for legitimate reasons. You know what I mean? Like, there's someone that made a mistake when they were young, held someone at gunpoint, and were locked up, and then turned it around in jail. And I'm happy for them, and I hope they come out, and they deserve a second chance. But what really bums me out is that there's people in jail that have done absolutely nothing that's the scariest well shit. and then that comes around to the point that it's um there was an example of a print examiner oh that's insane who's that making shit up prints fucked. no but it's the human need to be successful or show your worth or whatever um all the cases of entrapment like it started to become a a theme that you have to sh show your worth is why you exist, and that's why people get put away innocent. So it's like, how do you fix that? Like they said, they, they said the guy with the bomb, but he blew it up, so he's guilty, but would he ever have done that? Well, that one kind of fucking threw me for a loop because I was like, this guy tried. It's like that scene in This Is The End where <laughs> Franco gives McBride the gun, and he's like, you're going to need this because you're going outside. And he gives it to him, he turns around, and he tries to shoot everybody with it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, that guy was going to blow up the building. What does it fucking matter that the FBI, it was his whole um, unit he was working with was a bunch of plants. Who cares? This guy's plan was still to blow up the fucking building. Well, no, but the, entrap the, the entrapment argument, Simon, is that maybe this guy actually never planned anything. Maybe they planted the idea like, hey, you know, you could blow this thing up. And he was like, oh, well, yeah. And then they're like, listen, we can get you the stuff to blow it up, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, right. when, when, they, yeah, walk, yeah, yeah, when yeah. they walk you from A to B to C, that's where it gets a little dicey. Because I'm with you. Like, if someone is willing yeah, to blow no, up a building, they should probably be on a watch it list. It would have or, been different if they had, like, one or two guys in the uh, cell. 
But the fact that it was the whole cell, they probably started the cell and brought this guy in. I just wasn't looking at it that way. That's what I'm saying, though, is it, you know... Like, this guy from day one had been in uh, all FBI cell. But, like, what if half the crimes that happen are make-work projects? (laughs) Do do you know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like it's not one place. There's a whole bunch of, like, deficiencies in the system. It just goes to show you again, it's like... How many times are they doing that, Matt? Well, what's crazy? The craziest, Is that what 9-11 was? I mean, the craziest, though, was the, like the story about the guy who finds his neighbor dead and calls it in. And because they find blood on his shoe, he's now locked up for right. 27 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how is it possible that, like, that's not how policing should be in any way, shape, or form. No, and that's like when you watch one of those documentaries about that and you're like you put yourself in that person's position and you're like, I'm an innocent guy going to jail and I'm fighting the system and nobody's listening. Yeah. And the fact and, that they actually had, they knew it was the husband and like had all this evidence. Yeah, like that's it's even, pr- it's that's way worse. Up, those are the right? most egregious yeah. ones. The Central Park Five. Well, yeah. And like, remember the one I told you about where the kids are looking to rob the house. They don't realize somebody's home and the guy comes out and shoots one of the kids. There's five of them and robbing the, the kids house. Get and then the kids, not only do they, their friend get murdered, but, they but get then they get tried yeah. for the murder of that kid. Like it's, Dude, and that's a situation where everybody can clearly see that that law is not written for that situation. This is clearly a gray area in the rule. And yet it's still, these kids still went to jail for 50 years, whatever the fuck it was. You know, it wasn't that long. It was like 20 years. Or- well, dude, that Central Park Five one, that kid, he went with his yeah. friend to the police station. Oh, no, no, station, that one like- was terrible, terrible. I watched the thing. It's horrible. But just back to this one for a second, like just to add insult to injury. So the end of that story is they finally let these kids go. But one of the kids early on had made a deal and and said he was guilty, like they were all innocent. Yeah, because he obviously. said he was guilty Be, to get ten years off his sentence. Because at that point they had already been in jail for like twenty years or ten years or whatever. And then they still don't let that kid out. So they let the other four out. Like it's so stupid. Even though they're doing the right thing, they still can't do the hundred percent right thing. But that's why there should be like in every in every. Um, presidency there should be one person or one group of people like 10 people who are just i want you to go out across this country how many people are locked up and i want you to find me the most egregious cases the ones where we know definitively that this person has no business being locked up because a it costs taxpayers a shitload of money like that's the biggest thing that if you even if you're an asshole you should be like well i'm i don't like paying taxes okay well you're you're feeding a mouth out there that doesn't we could call it the Department of the Voice of Reason. Yeah. And that's like their job, these seven individuals. Dude, you make have it to 50. Make it, if you need jobs, make it 50 well, people. Got, like 49. You'd have to whatever. be able to win the, the vote. Fine. But you know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem that hard to, to sift through and be like, holy fuck, this is. No, and that's what should happen when a case is egregious. Like, because obviously they think they have this by like the Supreme Court. But these places are still fallible by like crooked people, obviously, or stupid people. Because when you look at situations like that, where everybody can see that these people are clearly innocent, like it's beyond a, a shred of doubt, and they're just caught up in like the 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 machine, well, the and crazy, the machine won't bend. Well, the craziest too is that everyone takes plea deals. 
like it's supposed to be a country where you get your day in court, but most like 97% of people plea out because they can't afford a lawyer. Mm -hmm. They can't go to court. They can't afford. They're like, listen, they're offering me a year. I could get seven if I see a jury. When in reality, they're like, if you see a jury, you're not going to see a fucking a single day ever because the evidence just, you know know, what I mean? But like, imagine you're in that situation. I get it. You've been fucked over for like the past year and they say to you, take this deal or. But that was the most important part of this podcast was they have to pass that law. Cops shouldn't just be like, you lie to a cop and they'll fucking tase you. Like they act like you're some sort of Pete. Like you can't lie to a cop. To them, it's like the most, the worst thing you could do. But cops will get you in a room and corner you and be like, yeah, we know you did that's it. some bullshit, eh? Your buddy already told on you, so just, just I remember, tell, us, tell us your side story and we'll put him down for it. There's a, scene, there's, there's a scene in The Wire that I assume he got from an actual cop where they have two gangbangers in separate uh, rooms and they're both like, I mean, I'm not saying shit. They're both holding the line totally. One of them they go to and they're like, all right, well, listen, if you're not going to say anything, we got to feed you. So uh, we're going to McDonald's. What do you want? He's like, get me like a fish fillet and, and a large fry and a soda, you know, whatever. He's like, I'm still not telling you shit. And then he's got a mouthful of food and they bring him out past his other buddy, like the doors open. And he sees his buddy with a mouthful of McDonald's. And, and they're like, and they're like, your buddy's over there. He's got a mouthful of McDonald's because he just told us exactly. And they're like, oh, yeah. you know, it was, and you know that that's shit is better because that's a real mind. Fuck. Well, it's like what, mo- <laughs> what <laughs> that hurts to just lying. What movie is it? Is it um, fuck where it's that interview? Jesus Christ, is it Clockers? Could be Clockers. I'm yeah. trying. Or uh, Menace Society. Bought the bottle of beer at twelve thirty. Oh, it's Menace to Society. Oh, you done fucked up, don't mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that whole thing. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to gloss over that. That that should be a law. How is that not? If a cop has you alone in an interrogation room without a lawyer, they shouldn't be able to lie to you. Not no. only that, Agreed. though, you should be able, if they are allowed to do that, you should at least be able to have those tapes in court to say, look what they did. Yep. You can't even go back and show that. It's like they're allowed to lie and it's sealed documents, you know? Yes. Now, bear in mind, I was just thinking the whole time we were talking, this is an overview of the problems with the American justice system. I don't think ours is much better. Or there must be places that are much worse. Mexico, El Salvador, you know, Honduras, Guatemala. Like, how many innocent projects are required? This is just America. What egregious things are happening in Russia? We're going to court in North Korea. Do you yeah, but Kamar, you have to start. You got to start by saying, if this is the freest country in the world, then we need to not have free people locked up. And of course, you would assume that El Salvador, like, I would. Private prison systems. Yeah. But that again, is the would you rather be in prison in the States or in El Salvador? the states i think a hundred percent oh yeah when you watch that show the um, ms-13 world's fuck craziest that, prisons or whatever toughest that. prisons they get really bad they get really fucking they're bad. gang they're totally run by gang and he's not far-fetched to think someone's in there who's innocent of course oh no i so can't this is far reaching i can't tell you how many times on that show you hear them say this prison is run by the inmates because that's the only way we can yeah. make this work. We are outmanned yeah. a thousand to one all the time. So unless we work with these like gang leaders. That's why when we went to Thailand, everyone was like, did you try to find weed? And I was like, no, I absolutely didn't. I'm not going to jail in fucking Thailand. I'm not coming back caned. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, and how likely I, would I police plan be my uh, trips accordingly. to plant 
no, in all the stories, people were like, if someone comes up to you and says Evidence they have you weed, or whatever, da, da, da. no, the big scam in Thailand is someone will be like, meet me down this alley, I'll get you weed, and then you go down the alley and there's cops waiting and they shake you down. Oh, they're like, give us like a thousand US and we'll, you know, you can go on with your trip. Do they give you weed? No, that would be worth it at that point. For a thousand, yeah, I guess. I was just saying, all this was abhorrent and like horrible, but it's probably worse other places. Um, he said to your someone in jail for something they didn't commit or whatever, there's no way to fix that. There's no, you know what I mean? It's just that, but maybe there is a, from our last week, we talked maps. We can help people, you know what I mean? Because one of the most amazing thing is someone does get wrongly convicted or does 15 years and they come out and they're all right. Well, what about that whole thing where they talk about making jail so the prisoner feels it, but in real time, they've only been in there for like 15 minutes. I spoke about that. It's an old Twilight Zone yeah, episode. You fit, yeah, you, you're in prison for 10 years. but So you get the punishment, but you're not losing actual years off your life. So in your mind, you've been gang raped Cur viciously for years. I don't, yeah. Well, if they're controlling the program at that point, maybe they can throw make a it bit of gang so rape. it's just like, you know, solitary. Or I whatever. think you have to have like video evidence. Of the gang rape? No, of whatever cr these people are... The, the evidence against them was not good enough for them to be convicted. You know what I mean? A print from a suspect print and a hair from a wherever, a bloody shoe, but you just were there that day. I mean, that can work the other way too, though, right? Like those same things that... Yeah, there's a lot of times where the system works and they got the right person where through the using tooth the mark right... Yeah. did come through and it got somebody off the street who was going to murder Maybe millions of people. Maybe not so much teeth marks. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This guy last time we said it was teeth marks. Well, whatever, whatever it was, DNA. But keep in mind, Kamar, there's a lot of times where they do have four good eyewitnesses. They have DNA. They have blood. You know what I mean? Where it's a cut and dry. Like, I'm not sitting here saying half the people locked up don't deserve to be there. I'm just saying that... But because the prisons are private... Yeah, then the, the judges become bought and sold and like the as soon as it's for money then the whole system becomes corrupt right down to the police to the right yeah yeah because it, it it's that's how commerce works right like everybody has to get their piece and he was trying to talk about the the fundamental problem uh, slavery racism like in these it's a thing, you know, what it was called, uh, systemic racism. Mm -hmm. And the biggest hell is the people's, the way they treat immigrants from a place that's full of immigrants. Like how that shift happened. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, there, there, there's, there's been a, something instilled in them that, 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 no, this is specialer now and new people are not welcome. Unless you're a doctor and successful and you go about the whole way. Which is so weird, right? Because everybody came it's, here it's a di it's just and a, was a, the new guy, right? And then you so quickly forget what it's like it's, to be... It's a disconnect and it, that is sort of the, the, at the root of the systemic racism and I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have solutions. He just knows that he's got passion and he's yeah. going to try. I think that's just human nature though, okay? Like you break that down to the most basic... You know, people just forget. We, no. we have very short um, spans of memory when it comes to like how horribly you were treated. I'm not. I'm as not, long as you're treated well now. I'm not thinking that's yeah, like a eureka observation. I just mean it's sort of like a glaring thing that we can all look at. And go, what? Why is this? How, where did this shift happen? My question is really like we have to start weighing. Like, if you hear about someone innocent getting locked up, you got to think about a loved one or yourself. 
Like, is it, is it, it's supposed to be beyond any reasonable doubt. If you have any reasonable doubt and you're a jury member, you're supposed to acquit them. They're not supposed to go to jail. You know what I mean? Like the smallest, if you have, but we don't really, it doesn't really roll that way. No, like he was talking about that too, the jury selection and like the bias that people come in with. But that's my point is like, we got to start asking ourselves, like, is it worth it that, I almost think it's worth it that some bad people slip through the cracks of the justice system so that no innocent people get locked up. I, I don't know that, that it's, I don't so know maybe if it's better it the other way. maybe it should be a jury of your peers. Maybe it should be like people a bunch of who tourists. it's their occupation to do the right thing. Keep in mind though, they always, I've brought this up before. They always say it's a jury of your peers. I'm pretty sure the appeals court is 12 judges and that's where most things are decided, right? Like if you get you know, you go to jail for something serious, you're going to appeal it. Well, it's also not a jury of your peers because we know that like, you know, sometimes black people get an all white jury. So yeah, vice in a, versa, in an all guess. white state in a, yeah, exactly. The bomb line is, uh, they agreed on this episode that he's going to be coming more frequently. Yeah. Let's to tell see more it. stories. Uh, let's see it. But I mean, again, I hope, I hope when he does come in the future, he comes with, you know, and again, this is just a suggestion, but like come with a list of what you think are the most egregious ones that we all need to know about so that people can call their state senator there. You know what I mean? Like, cause we can't do anything. We're Canadian. Yeah, There's no one we can call, but I'm no saying no more boxing talk. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is if you live in the States, like he can say to you, Oh, this guy in Arkansas and you can go, hold on. I live in that County. I'm going to fucking call someone. I, I'm just saying whatever. Either way. Are we going to rate it? Is that it? That's it. Okay. Kamar, why don't you start this one? I mean, I, I just want to say before I read it, ideally that'd be good, but I find some of this is depressing and I just hope it does move the needle if he does this rather well, than just listen to this. But it would be very interesting if he came on and told us four stories about four guys who had been wrongly accused that are sitting in jail right now. And like Matt said, there was some way that, you know, you're hundred bucks and it can got, help that it guy. It got picked up by Vox and BuzzFeed and all these things. And, and even then, if he's on every echoed. six months, he can give us updates. Hey, Joe, those last four guys I mentioned on the last episode, one of them is actually moving forward. He's got a good lawyer. You know what I mean? Because of the... Expo- that sort of, and like, all the cases this guy is working on, I'm telling you, like they make into podcasts that people listen to. Yeah. They find it interesting to hear about... I mean, it might be kind of morbid, but you're getting ears, you know? Yeah, but again, we also like... What I was saying also applies to this is like you have to put yourself in the shoes of this person or a loved one of yours. You also want them to get out because then you're like, okay, there's hope that if I ever get locked up wrongly that I'm going to spend some time, yeah. but someone will come but to my you aid. you can't put yourself in their shoes unless you hear the story. Of that's course. That's kind right. of yeah, I point, agree. Right? Totally. So yeah. whether it's for people's entertainment or for the better of mankind, like they should be doing this. Well, yeah, we can't have innocent people locked up. It's but heinous. I, I you can't get, call it a free country yeah. if there's innocent people locked well, up. Well, get rid of prisons for profit. You can't have a, a nation that has prisons for profit. You'll never be able... Like, think yeah. about it. You cannot run um, a fair and just system if that's the case. Yeah, nor can you claim it's free. Right. You're yeah. He's constantly making fun of us. A bit, like, don't yeah, get you me. Gotta show papers. Don't get me started because with what's his name, who's Canadian, they both just sat there bashing Canada the whole time. But anyways, um, yeah. How free are you really when your prisons are for profit? Yeah. How free are you? Yeah. I'm asking you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm putting that answer us. Okay. Well, come on. You want to rate it? There's a little After too much boxing uh, talk, but it's always interesting. This guy's just a, a admirable person. I give it three and a half. Yeah, I didn't mind the MMA and boxing stuff. 
Fuck, Kamar, we're going to agree again. A double agreement. I'm going to give this one a three because of the boxing talk. But if he has this guy on once a month or twice a month, like or twice once every two months, like he Quarterly. says he's going to, yeah. I will give it those a much higher mark. I was just going to say, if this was all Project Innocence, it's four and a half, five. Because this... Yeah, but I got to hear the stories. I don't want to just keep yeah. hearing about like the complaining. I want to hear, yeah. give me the story. Let me feel feel something about it. And then, like you said, give us a way to help. One thing uh, I forgot to say, I was going to ask. They said MMA is more exciting than boxing. 100%. To watch. But I think boxing is more interesting because of the controls. To see the, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I totally so anything can happen to MMA. And it's 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 electric and explosive, but the boxing is uh, you can only use these. Like if the There's Pauls want to impress me, you got to start fighting MMA. Until uh, Logan that wants point, to shut the fuck up. Boxing has too much clinching, like far too much for it to ever be interesting to me. Yes, agreed. And a good ref will um, mitigate that, but it's just it has the least amount of variables for combat. You know That's what, I mean? what makes it the least interesting for me, though, is the the lack of variables. Like in the UFC, you have to be prepared for anything. But like, what Kamar's point is is like this is combat where we're only allowing you to use these two things, so everybody it. has this like I limited know, repertoire. And how do you make that and into a masterpiece? If, if, I get it, but it's also like that's also the least realistic as far as like real world. Yes, you know, yes. You're going to get into and, a Donnie Brook and be like, listen, only fists now. You know, And um, all fights would just be grappling if you're going that way, basically. You know what I mean? Defensive style and submission. Yeah. But like if uh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul had MMA, it's over. I don't care. Like Logan Paul's going to win that. Yeah. But in boxing, it's it's almost like that jujitsu thing. The smaller man can beat the bigger man with But we're not even technique. talking about, dude, we're talking about a guy who is 50 and 0 in boxing versus a guy who's like, one and one I, in boxing, I, I, so it's not even. I was gonna say, you take Floyd Mayweather, a small boxer, and put him against somebody much bigger. I don't think he's going to fare as well as Logan who's Paul, who's a pro boxer. This, yes, this you is put him in there I'm with Tyson saying. Fury. Thank, wow, that's too no, big. No, 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 Shannon Briggs. No, but why not, Matt? Like, well, just because Floyd could easily defend, like he can just step around. I mean, Tyson's pretty quick, so you never. Okay, so not Tyson Fury. Put him in with. Uh, I'm saying, put him in to someone two two weight classes. Like above. how big is Canelo? Canelo? Sure. Well, no, they fought before. They're in the same. They did. Yeah. So put. I don't know boxing well I enough. Know. You know what I mean, but. Put him in with somebody who can actually fight. That's my point. And he's not going to do as well. Like, these are these weird fucking mismatches. Simon's so disgusted for those I'm that can't just see. just disgusted yeah. by fucking... Okay, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life? Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. 
this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. Guys, you name it, that's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you to BetterHelp. Don't forget to go check them out for 10% off your first month. Get some better help. Yeah, get some better help. That's All right. another way to raise your serotonin levels, I imagine. It's to get some help. Minus Neuralink. Okay. Kamar, you want to give us a name and a number, please? I know it's the testosterone woman. Sixty-five. Woven. Woven. Hooven? The tea lady. Carol Hooven. Hooven. A lot, lot of tears in this episode. Uh, yeah, this one was the waterworks, but every week we like, um, I never sensed that Joe's going to say something, but I thought this was of the four podcasts, the one where Joe might Get put canceled. his foot in or something. Or no. Yeah. I know, they need above getting canceled, but... I, I was worried at the beginning of this one, like, oh, something's going to go wrong. I give this episode a zero. Really? I okay. hated it. Wow. You know, when she said, yeah, people say that if I cry, I'm just going to discredit what I'm saying as being important. You yes, agreed with I that? I totally agree with oh, her. I, didn't, when you I cry, didn't agree with that. Yeah. No, sure. If you cry once, like this brought emotion to me. Oh, I'm okay with that. But like every two minutes, it was too much, man. It was too much. Wow. It was callous. Way, the callous is too hard much. on this man. Come on. But I think she, we all felt that she's way. come around. I thought it was ironic that she was talking about hormones and she was very hormonal. Um, listen, that hormone. No, Carol K. Hooven is a lecturer wow, and co-director. Wow, you see, I did not say that. Of <laughs> undergraduate studies in the Department of Human Evolutionary Biology at Harvard. Hormones and their relationship to human behavior. And I felt it was similar in some way to the alcohol one. Because there are people saying all our problems are because of testosterone. Mm-hmm. And would want a less aggressive world if they could. Yeah. But she's like... Testosterone is a thing for a reason. And it sort of explain why it is. And she was saying the worry about justifying it is people think there's a, a world where we will just all be pacifists and there'll be no aggression, which is just unnatural. Mm-hmm. I thought that sort of was the purpose of the book. When at first I thought 
Joe brought it in to stack the cards to let's uh, bash uh, transgender or, or, or what, what, whatever, he, whatever he talking point he wants that normally he gets in trouble for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he I wanted mean, to back up his side of the argument. No comment. You know, yeah. I got to say, though, in as much as Joe's whole, like, Rose Namajunas argument strengthened what he was saying... I don't think he realized that it also simultaneously was strengthening the reason for letting transgender athletes compete. Because, like, you're taking that away from someone as well. The whole build yourself up, create the champion. And, I mean, I get it. Listen, I'm not saying I disagree with Joe. Like, you're you're hurting women by letting biological men compete against them. I, I didn't so much agree with his whole, like, there's scholarships. Like, dude, if you're applying to Texas Tech... And they're like, well, we see here on your resume, it uh, says you finished second in track and field. Who beat you? You know, and you, it wouldn't take a long explanation for them to be like, okay, so you did finish first. And I, I just, I don't so much see it that way, but I just. I think his only concern is all these contests are what are done under complete consent and 100% transparency. Yeah, and I think it's also that he has two young daughters and he's a, you know, he doesn't want a world where he feels like, you know, someone's who already has an advantage over them is going to, I don't know. So the beginning of this, I found sort of difficult, maybe because she's weeping and you're like, well, what's wrong? It's just her way. But um, <laughs> it's just her way. Talking about the orgasm and the, the trance, like you get so confused after a while. Do you understand what I'm saying? And to explain that a woman feels her orgasm different from a guy, you'll never know what that means. Well, didn't you watch that episode of Black Mirror about yep. the video game? Mm-hmm. They, they, well, this is even better. That's like really poignant. He's talking exa exactly about that, how what it's like to be the girl. But it's like um, if, explaining a color if you can't see it. Mm -hmm, right. So, so it's, it's interesting information, but there's no context where I can't understand the tradition of that trans person, how different they feel when I don't even know what they felt in the first place. Right. You well, know again, what I mean? Yep. Neuralink could help with that. Do you remember Strange Days with Rafe Fiennes? Yes. So, Ralph finds. I think it's Rafe. I'm pretty whatever. sure it's Ralph. I think he says it Rafe. I think he's from some European country, but anyway. Okay, I'll look it up. I mean, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's spelled Ralph. But anyway, point being, there's a scene in that movie. I think it's one of the opening scenes. No, it's not the opening scene. Um, the whole premise of that movie is that you can put this sort of like head thing on and then you can record exactly what you're feeling and what you're seeing. Yes, and like one of the scenes in it is uh, like. Is a, there one where the guy's just like died and he, he puts on, there's a girl riding him? Yeah. So, like, what I was going to say is there's one scene that's terrible where like this guy puts the thing on this girl. So she gets his point of view and what he's feeling and then he rapes her. So, like, she's feeling. Yeah, it's a terrible fucking scene. But my point is, is like. Diabolical to think of that. It's awful. Yeah. And way ahead of its time now that I think about it. But. That sort of thing, like you could, you know, with Neuralink technically or some sort of implant, I guess we could then feel the female orgasm, right? I, I, this isn't an impossible knowledge just for our purposes now. All It was just complicated hard. And she sort of stammered a bit. I think she was comfortable there, but it just, I felt this whole podcast happened for me um, when interesting when she, more of the Rose Namajunas, comment. Yeah. Because uh, she was like, guys like fighting. I was at a birthday party this weekend yeah. with two guys who 20 years ago, one of the guys beat up the guy bad. Mm -hmm. 
And Sean Bird? No, 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 no. Okay. These are friends of mine. Um, and so light. that guy oh, yeah. who committed the assault, like yeah. everyone's cordial now, still like it came up just, you know, remember when or whatever. Do I know these two people? Yeah, for sure. Me, 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 I think you know Give me just letters. BPCB. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Let me just get to the yeah, point. Yeah, okay. Is this guy is still remorseful for doing that? He's remorseful for beating him up. Is yes. the other guy still like angry? No, for no, being no. Beat no. Up? Water in the bridge shit happens. Whatever. Okay. But just we don't like it, 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 when you're nineteen, eighteen, or whatever. You're scared. Like you know what I mean. You do things not because of the reason what Joe got into about fighting. Like I don't think we like fighting. Well, maybe it has to do with like the fact that you're not a form person yet. You know? Exactly. You you're trying to make a name for yourself or you got to impress your friends or you don't know what you're doing, but just seeing that he still bore like a lot of shame and was really disappointed in himself all this time later. I disagree with you though. I think we do. I think and I don't totally disagree with you. I'm just saying I I think we do like violence deep down. Like think about this. Here's a good example. Organized violence. Not even. When you see a video of some kid getting bullied and then out of nowhere, someone comes in and smashes that dude. There's a big part of you, even if you don't like violence, that you're like, well, some justice has been served. You know what I mean? There's certain violence that you see. For sure, but I'd rather there just not be bullying than have to have this guy who swoops in and saves the day. I get it, but we don't live in that world. So I'm just saying is the world we live in Listen, I don't like violence. I don't like partaking in violence, but I love the UFC. So I know that in a way I actually do kind of, there's something about violence that, I don't of, know. Of course, but I thought the way, I almost felt like she was going to tear up her book after Joe described what fighting was because she sort of came with a premise. It was like, no, it's completely not that. The the achievement, the the the, the problem solving, all these, all these aspects to it. Because never ask Joe what he likes about fighting or what fighting means to him, you know what I mean? Because that's just teeing him up. But I, I would imagine that there's a lot of fighters in the UFC who just like fighting. Yeah. Justin, like Gaethje, not, Justin Gaethje strikes me as someone who enjoys fighting. It's not problem solving with <laughs> dire circumstances. It's just, I like fighting. I would love to see you say that to Joe's face. Because I will use the example of Brendan Schaub who would say he didn't always like it. I don't think he ever liked it. Well, there you go. So well, I mean, hold on, hold on. To say reasons. he never liked it, I think, is disingenuous. Like, I don't think you get into something like that and never like it. Like, why keep, you know, just because you're fit for it, you just keep doing it? We've got to make the money or whatever. Like, you've I think he got invested to a, too I, much in it. I agree that he got to a point where he probably didn't like it, but I, I think at some point he had to have enjoyed it. Uh, maybe. But what do I know? I don't know Brendan Schaub from fucking a hole in the wall. No, I'm just saying he has said. Yeah. Listen, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. There's fighters who are like, I live the shit like Cerrone. And I think Cerrone is sort of changing. Like, I'm done fighting. I'm, I'm not saying, again, it goes back to Dubin. At no point am I saying any of these guys, whatever their decisions do, whatever happens, win or lose, it's respectable. You know what I mean? But you're, I'm the shit alpha fucking, all that I think fades. Well, I mean, keep in mind too, Cerrone had a kid. Like within the last four or five yeah, years, and right? Everything so. what was important is going to change. <coughs> yeah, and that's if you're a single young guy, then sure. Like yeah. test yourself. Well, it's also what you put out into the world, right? Like when you have a kid before you have a kid, you might not give a shit. You know what I mean? Like if Simon let's say Simon didn't have a kid, he might say, you know, a lot of different shit in this podcast, but because he has a kid, maybe he censors himself here and there in fear that one day Shep will listen. Although maybe I, I would it. just move away 
into the forest, never to be seen again. If I didn't have kids. Well, I, I thought it was interesting uh, I, on the kids is that she, she was talking about how teaching really helps you grow. Because you don't know what you know. You know what I mean? The act of teaching. And the easiest way, I think, to become a teacher is probably to have a kid. Because then you have a, a locked-in student for a, quite a while. You have like a private audience that can't go anywhere. But that then makes you step up to the, the, the responsibility, you know what I mean? Versus become an expert in something, start teaching someone something. It's just, it's a main sort of fail-safe for human growth that you grow when you have a kid. But I mean, how many teachers do you think you had who didn't have kids? I feel like almost every teacher I had growing up had kids. Maybe you're, I'm wrong. You're saying that's like, again, the matrix. It's like built into the system that... Possibly. It's interesting. It, it, it's an interesting for idea. For us to right? grow and expand. Because we hear most you, people... You need to teach. That helps you to then like flush out ideas that otherwise would get like stalled in the, the jam. Well, I also think in teaching you relearn. Yes, that's part of it. And I, you talk to any teacher, it's rewarding. Well, again, and again, built into the system. It's interesting. That's a very interesting idea. But I think teaching anyone, especially young people, a skill is always rewarding. Yeah, teaching an old person, teaching so sure. your grandma to Yeah, but you might email. never get that chance, is what Kamar's saying, to yes. teach anybody anything. If you're a bachelor your for whole the rest life. of your life and you never become a teacher and you're accumulating this knowledge and never being able to pass it on, maybe you're missing something because you're not getting that chance to, like you said, learn in the best way. Because she really was like, and part of it was her crying in front of her classes and stuff, like... The whole process, sorry. Yeah, I again, know that bothers I you. I mean, it's convenient when you cry a lot to say that the crying helps. But I thought... Like, I masturbate a lot. Masturbation really helps me think. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you can just well, no, play that game all day. Yeah, but that's a little different. She's saying, you know, listen, there's nothing wrong with having a teacher that's emotionally available. Like, you just want some drone up there. Like, she cares. It's just passion. Yeah, she like to me, it was someone that clearly cared a lot and... I don't know. She got Joe to cry multiple times, so there was that too. It, there were some touching moments of weeping, for sure. <laughs> and we know Joe cries. I yeah, mean, th I so my buddy, my buddy texted me this week, and he was like, "Oh my god, Joe cried this week." And then the throwing up emoji, and I was like, "Buddy, you're obviously not a veteran like we are," because I was like, "He cries." I have no problem with people crying. I cry at commercials sometimes. Like I have no problem with that. But not but on your podcast. What commercial? Well, no, and if I'm trying what commercial? to like, tell me right now. All sorts of commercials. I don't know. All sorts? Give me a... Please, please. I don't know, please. Matt. It's probably not commercials. I was just making a flippant okay, fuck, statement. Fuck. My point is I'm not like anti-crier. Yeah, gotcha. I just... If I have a really important like thing I'm trying to say, I don't break down in tears about it. I formulate my opinions properly to the best of my ability to get that out. And they are going to be hampered by me sobbing like a maniac. They're going to be helped by me taking my time and thinking, you know, rationally. It's pretty much why I quit drinking, because I hated crying, because that's where it got to. If I was drunk, I was going to cry for something. Well, the cry is no good if you don't remember it, because you got to feel the feels. Yeah, of course. No, and I wasn't I mean? feeling anything. It was just for nothing. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> this girl started thinking about autumn and like broke down crying. Like, it's, it was too much. It was too much. The Terminator over here, eh? I have really the soulless prick. I mean, I'll say this: on three times, it didn't seem like you know the cry yes. was quick. Yes, I, 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 that's probably what happened. The cry was quick. 
the cri- the cries were quick. <laughs> cries many were of quick. them, many quick cries, yeah. but like too many. Is she crying again? What the fuck is going on here? It, it didn't bother me half as much. And I couldn't like notice that Joe was crying so much at. I think it's fast I speed. think it's authentic. And um, what well, Dubin cried. I have no problem with crying. Just uh, keep it to once so what I'm or this twice headphone. an episode. Not like so. There's a, a time limit on crying. You can't. Not every point you make has to come with sobbing. That's all I'm saying. It starts to take away from like the impact of what you're saying. I think in Simon's point, he's like Josh Dubin is literally rescuing people from being locked up for the rest of their life. I could maybe see why a few cries might be in order. Whereas this woman's talking about testosterone levels this and transgender sad athletes. That the leaves are turning colors when fall comes. Yeah, but if like, it's if it's all right to be have a little more testosterone and be aggressive, like he's not the best, but it's all right. Then it's all right to be a little bit emotional. Everything in moderation. I the agree. Spectrum. I agree. But again, guys, it, I think there's if, a lot of testosterone in this room right now. And we all need to just maybe. If you're in a position where day. you're trying to like, I don't know, get people to like listen to you. I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. Well, I mean, think about it this way. There's three people in this room and 33% agree with you. So I'm just, what I'm saying is like, she got through, she got through in a room of three people. She got through to two of us. Like two of us weren't put off by her crying. Would you be uncomfortable if I started bawling? I guess it would depend what you were bawling. If you started bawling right now. It would totally depend on what you were crying about. No, but no, no. There's you, one answer, and it's yes. No, I wouldn't. If it was something like if we talked about something that really bothered you, Kamar, and you started crying, fuck, I would probably start crying too. This lady seemed like she was crying at like the literally. I'm not using this as a figure. He of didn't speech. ask you that. He asked if you'd be put off by it. The drop of a hat, like Joe shifted his chair, but, and she sobbed. I'm going to get raked over this coals for this, but maybe she was on her period or whatever. She's a little more emotional this day and could have the conversation another day and cry a bit less. Probably the worst defense. Yeah, you that's could have not helping with. her Probably, at all. probably all the, the things you probably could Probably the said, world's worst you defense. You picked the yeah, one that nobody up. can stand behind what, you with. What is no, this no. guy up to? We have to have everything on the table. <laughs> right. According it, to this woman. But if, 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 if I start crying, you'd be like... Let's just take a break. You know what I mean? Do you think we could work through it? I think we could. No, Kamar, I'd lean into Simon and I'd be like, I think Kamara's on his period. Or something. I would have no, no, I would have no problem if you cried. No, Kamara, like Simon said, if, you, if we were talking about something heavy, all. like the, you know, the other day you were talking about, uh, I, I, I personally felt like it was the most honest you've ever been on the podcast when you were talking about uh, your dad and just like how you, you didn't really know your dad and how you were worried about not having a kid. Like that yeah. was the sort of thing where I actually thought you might've cried. And again, well, I wouldn't have been put off by I'll it. I'll tell no. you this. I have cried over that. I I was certain you, you know have. what I yeah, mean? Of course, like, yeah. Many years ago. So I don't know. But like, I don't think anyone in the world would look down on you for that. Well, or assume no, no, you, I, no, but if you came in and were like, you know, I was making this bracelet and nothing was going my way. And then you started crying. I would be like, get the fuck yes, out of yes. here. Yes, so that's a bad example. Um it, it, just whether it, whether it would make you uncomfortable, it would not make you me know uncomfortable. what I mean. Hold I mean, on, I feel on, bad on. for you. See, this is where this is where I I differ from Simon. Crying makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm not saying I would be like standoffish or I wouldn't be like supportive. But yes, especially male crying, but anyone crying, a girl weeping, 
Anyone crying, I find it wildly uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I don't like it. Like, I'm not actively. Well, that out was his there. question. Like, no, that's not what he, he didn't ask me if I liked it. No, I, I, would it make you uncomfortable? Like, could we get through that? This was just. Yeah, we could definitely get through it. It wouldn't end the podcast. Is that what you're saying? Or it would. It would be like, let's just take five minutes, pull yourself together, we'll come back. I, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe. Oh, no, I would make you work through it. Record. Uh, no, I think so. For the gram. Anything <laughs> yeah, for the gram. Sure. Maybe that would happen, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. You know what I mean? Like, why do you have to do it in public? I, no, I like, listen, I would just sit here and talk through it. And then I would, after the fact, be like, come on, are we going to use that? Or do you want me to edit that out? And then that would be I'm trying. I'm trying right now to cry. <laughs> I'm trying as hard as I can, but it just, it's not coming. No, don't. Uh, now, I remember that was like now the hardest. one day I cry on the podcast. Now acting school. He, sorry, go Acting ahead. school, that was like, that was like the piece de resistance was being able to cry. And I just couldn't fucking do it and then one day like i sat there quietly in a chair with the whole class watching no joke 25 minutes finally got a tear out and i hated it i was like this is fucking i was like i hate i'm not an actor this is you, you were like i could get used to this shit no no i was if like if you this ever is... cry now kamara i'm gonna be very suspicious of what the fuck is going on i'm trying wow. to think the last time i cried but Honestly, i hope like, i i i feel i have a good cry going on like i wanted to cry when i got convicted it just wasn't there. Like it was just more numb. You know what I mean? I think and I, what's that going to solve? I think I cried at the end of like the last episode of Silicon Valley. Like I, I cry, man. I'm not above crying oh, at all. I think Steve will do it. I just cry. don't do it when I'm like trying to win a conversation. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like not win a conversation, but get a point across. There's two things. Sorry. There's two things that will get me every time. Babies getting a hearing aid. <laughs> and... Uh, grown adults who are colorblind getting those glasses for the first time. Though for some reason, those two things will always make me uh, a little teary eyed. Always. See, any story where a dog has been rescued? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm that gets yeah, in, that like, gets me too. Yeah. But I'm with you. I love those ones where the babies hear their mom's voice for the first time. Dude, Fuck. it's yeah. the most heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like huge from you because what did you say? You said fucking pussies. Yeah. The puppy. Yeah. My, That's huge. For this me. is what? coming from a guy who wants to cry on the podcast. So no, get the fuck out of here. I, I was no. You were asking you because you're planning on crying. I know. Are you've made me cry laughing on the podcast. So there you go. Mm, no, but mm. Simon's been going great. on about being sick of this woman crying. Yeah, throughout the podcast or whatever. Yeah. So I just said aside. Is it this oh, woman crying or is it crying in general or whatever? No, it was and this, now we've gone it down was this, this road. lady, but now I'm kind of sick of talking about it. Okay, I'll put it. Let me in closing. I'll say this to you, Kamar. I think it's this. If you sat here and in the first half of the podcast, something had come up like deep in you that had made you cry and you, you, you let a little weep out and we talked about it and we had it out and then we have a break and we come back and then, uh, I don't know, you start talking about Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather and that starts making you weepy. Yeah, then we're done. <laughs> we're fucking done. Okay, I'm, Matt, thank you. I couldn't have said that more eloquently. You get one cry. And if you come back and you cry again, we're fucking done. No, again, if you had come back in the second half and you had like some war veteran story or like, you know, someone really did you harm. Yeah. It seemed like she was using the crying to like emphasize her points at the end. And I didn't care for it. I mean, again, I disagree with Simon. I had no, I had no problem with this lady or her crying. Now, once she broke open that seal, she thought she could cry willy nilly. And Joe was like letting it go. I mean, I think she knew once she got Joe to cry, she was like, Eureka. Now I can just cry whenever I want. I've hit pay dirt. Can I tell you guys something? I don't know if it's pronounced wrath 
or Rafe. By the way, my son's middle name, Ralph. Okay. Um, Rafe Fines. I've only heard it Ralph Fines. Yeah. But I can confirm that this is his whole name. Okay. Raphael? No. His name is Ralph Nathaniel Twizzleton Wickenham Fines. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Nathaniel is a cryptic way of saying Raphael. Ralph. Oh, nice. Uh, Kamar. I never it's thought Ralph of Nathaniel? So it's Raphael. It's Raphael. Yeah. Just work with him. Uh, sure. Yeah. So Ra- Twizzle, Twizzle Ralph tongue? Nathaniel, and then this is hyphenated, Twizzleton, Twizzleton Wickaham finds. I think he's related to Rumpelstiltskin. What a ridiculous name, eh? That is... So now I'm thinking it so is, is he English? Rafe, spelt Raph. Yeah, he's from... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, you have to give this to me now. Now that you've he's seen... He's from Ipswich. He even sounds like a made-up thing. This all sounds made up. He's This is like where... Rump, where's Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin from? Ipswich. Ipswich. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You've got to say, though, that like 70% of performers, entertainers have... Uh, names. If you say Ralph Fine's whole name, you Did like you turn 70, into a goose. Hold on. Did you just say seventy percent of performers have names? <laughs> stage stage <laughs> names. Most of them do. Ninety nine point nine. None of the porn stars are their names. Of course like, not. Most actors change a name. Jamie Fox. I don't know if most name. actors not, change their you name. Didn't know, I think most. You didn't really know think? this, but I think the bigger a star you get, the more names you lose. So you go from like. Matt Floyd yeah. to Madonna yeah. to Prince yeah. to nothing. Okay. And if you're nothing, that's as good as it that's gets. That's as high as yeah. you can go. So, Kamar, less than 50% is what you're saying? I say 70%. Are Sorry, fake, I meant more than 50% names? are fake names. Okay. You say more than or, 70 or, wow. or, or one. So, they kept yeah, like they, it might be Matt, but they changed their last name. Or it's completely different. Hmm. Someone, someone dig deep on this for us. As someone who uses a. An alias. Stage name. I, I mean, it, it's proof towards. Although most of the comics I know do just go with their name. But I say movie stars and stuff, like, you know, Aegis says, change your name to this or, or whatever. I know this. I'll agree with you here. If you have like a wildly difficult to pronounce name, yeah, almost always your agent's going to be like, get rid of that shit. A lot of the time they get rid of the Stein and add like 10. That, that, that would fall into my example. And rappers. Well, okay, rap. But that, they, yeah, that's. Terrible example. Entertainment. That's all, all I'm saying is okay. it's more common. I'll give not. you this dub. Uh, really has nothing to do with anything. But um, she talked about the naturalistic fallacy. Like people will argue that if it's not natural, it's... She was using the example that her student was criticized for being gay. Because saying only natural is what's good. Mm-hmm. But we can't. And just to open your mind to transgender whatever differences you you know what i mean like there is no one way it's supposed to be because that just doesn't apply i thought that was powerful because i i thought this was like i said remember he had the girl on about how girls are more inclined to change their gender whatever because of peer pressure whatever yeah and she's just canadian doctor i think she was canadian but she's more talking about it's this um hormone testosterone and if it was a thing, because you never think gay guys have just as much testosterone, you know what I mean? Even if they're effeminate and stuff. Well, this is what she was saying. And I think that's true. It isn't like, um, because you don't have a lot of testosterone, um, you're gay. No, gay guys like to fuck. Everyone likes to fuck. And guys more than 
girls, apparently, according to this girl. And except for the exception of all the little sluts. But testosterone there. doesn't just make you want to fuck. It like Yeah, I know. But it's I was the just, whole you know. hero thing. It's uh it's, there, oh, it's, it's, a, ma- it's many things, yeah. It, it probably drives you to achieve and compete. I don't I don't understand why this has become and I know I've said this before, but I don't understand why this has become like a subsection of conversation on the Rogan show. What, transgendered athletes? Yeah. He's a combat sports. Again, no, I think it's the combat sports mixed with the two young daughters. So he has two young daughters that are in that like age group now. Or is it that this is where he's getting attacked, so he feels like he has to... I don't know. It could be... A, can it not be a mix of all three, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, I think Kamar really hit the nail on the head. It's his involvement, his deep involvement in combat sports. I'm never sure what to make. Like, I obviously don't know anything about anything. I, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? I would never judge because I don't understand. But why, when Joe brings somebody on, I don't know, is this person the expert? Like, who is this woman? She wrote a book. You didn't hear me read her title? You no. know what I, wait, no, you know what just you get gone? what I'm saying. She's just a doctor who wrote a, is she a doctor? I don't know. Who wrote a book? Is she Harvard, the... Harvard. She's an end all be all is this is just her well, no, opinion. But, yeah, like, this goes to science. There, it, it, this is just another. Her purpose was to say testosterone. Why is it a thing? Just like like I tried to compare the guy said alcohol. Why does it still exist with all the negatives and stuff? You know what I mean? Let me ask a question. Forever in sport, the 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 pinnacle of like female sport, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, has always been to beat the best man in the same sport, right? Like Billie Jean King. You know what I mean? That The proof that like women were on the same level. Yeah, but that never happened. Hold on, hear no, me. No, no, you no, didn't no, let me finish. Sorry, I know no. it never happened. What I'm saying though is that's always been the like, we want a woman to beat a man at a, at a basketball or soccer, whatever the fuck. So it's weird to me that like, so you're born a man and you feel like you're a woman. So you decide to transition. Wouldn't you then want to compete with the men? Because you can, well, and like, and beat them. Like, wouldn't like think about it. So you you're born a man. I, you I, transition, and then you win the gold medal in the Olympics for the hundred meters with hair down to your breasts. It's the, and- it's the Haley Wickenheiser argument. Here is a woman who was the top of her league yeah. in hockey. Yeah, she was way too good for that league. Yeah, so she attempted to join the NHL. Like that was the next step in her evolution. It wasn't to run to break every record, which she already did in women's hockey. The pinnacle for her was to get to men's hockey. That's that you're, you're strengthening my point. So my point is when you transition, you shouldn't want to then go beat all the women. Her point though, I understand what you're saying. This lady's point, which I kind of understood through all the sobbing was that shouldn't they have the right to decide? Yes, that could be true. In Haley Wickenheiser's eyes, the pinnacle of the hockey world is the NHL. Okay, but if you're uh, somebody who's transitioned and you truly believe that you're a woman, then maybe that's like, um, maybe you look at that as an insult, right? I don't want to have to do that. I want to be able to play in the league where I belong. I which think, is, yes, I agree. I think they just look at it like I just want to be included in the group that I feel I'm right. a part of. I understand that. But and, I'm the, a- and this woman was, sorry to interrupt. Go this ahead. woman was saying um, they have every right to play in that, division because they feel they belong there. And Joe was saying 
sports is nobody's right. Yeah. This is, we're not talking about what bathroom you can use. We're not talking about how you should be treated on the street. If you should have special protection or any of that, this is, this is sport. This is something different. That, that to me was the crux of the argument. Yeah, but you could use the same argument against that, that sports, no, it's no right of yours either to be like, well, this is only for men. Like, I'm not saying I agreed with Joe. I, I'm I get saying it. this yeah. is where they like, that's what this whole thing came to. But again, my point, I think I still stand is if you want to, you should, it doesn't matter what sex you are. You should want to be the best. And if you're, if you're trying to prove that you're a woman, be the best woman, go know, out and beat the so, men. So what are you, but maybe they don't want to, maybe there's a woman who plays in the, what is the women's hockey league? I'm sorry. I don't know the name of it. I the WHL. The, the WHL. <laughs> yeah. So the WHL. Yeah. The WHL who has no interest in playing with the guys. The it WHL never, is the Western hockey it league. It never was. Their goal was to make it the very best in the women's hockey league and dominate. Like that's what they wanted to do. It was never part of the, the dream for them to go play with men. I know. And rudely, that's a low bar. What do you mean? I mean, I'm being rude to say that's a low bar to be like, I want to dominate the women's hockey league. Well, again, like Haley Wickenheiser, that's a really good um, example. Example yeah. because she's a really big girl. Okay. Yeah. So the idea of her, getting checked by a man maybe doesn't seem so foreign. Some of those other women, even though they're the very best in their hockey. Hold on. You're not talking about the goalkeeper. You're talking about someone else. Cause there was I'm a woman goalkeeper. I'm not that, talking about the goalkeeper. Okay. That's, um, Rayom, whatever her name was. Yeah. Something Rayom or something. Rayom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Haley Wickenheiser. Yeah, okay, now She's I know you're the talking forward about, yeah. for whatever. Yeah. Team she Canada. She made yeah. one. She played in the NHL, I believe in one game. I don't or think two so. games. She made a team for sure. I'll look it up okay. anyways. Um, but yeah, like that doesn't seem so far fetched, you know, because she's bigger than I am. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's she's not, got a strong jawline. And like <laughs> I could picture myself playing in the NHL. Really? No, but I mean like, look, I, when you have a dream, you know what I mean? I don't like, I'm terrible at hockey. Of course I can't, but I could see myself like, I don't know, in the NBA. I was a little taller, maybe. I don't know. What is going you on? See you what just, I'm saying. Did you see, see what he just over here? Did you see what he just like? This guy doesn't want challenges, I and all of a sudden he's like, kick a field goal. That is true. That goes without saying. Hold on. Could you do it with seven bone crushers, like aggressively moving towards you, and seven bone crushers on your me side? As yeah. Well, yeah, probably. But again, with you know, okay. I all like I got to do is kick, Maddie. From I don't yards. have to worry about it's what's going yards. on. You only hit one of ten too, right? Yeah, never having done it before. Well, I'm just saying, whatever. I don't know if that's enough to keep you in the majors. I don't know if that's enough to keep you in the majors. Sorry, Listen, Kamar, Kamar, we... who's that silly little kicker that jumps around? Who's that silly little kicker who jumps yeah, around? Yeah, he hurt himself jumping. You know him. He's got a funny name. Doesn't play anymore. He used to play for maybe the Cowboys. Kamar, Adam as Vinatieri? if you don't know this. No, it wasn't Vinatieri. Silly little kicker that jumps saying. around. I know, it's not helpful at all. He hit a field goal, mm -hmm. jumped around like a nincompoop hurt himself and was out for the season or out for the rest of the playoffs. He had a funny name. He was a funny little man. Uh, <laughs> Tony Del Greco. Okay. We're done here. Old. Um, he had what a were, funny name. What were we talking about before this? Oh yeah. Uh, Haley Wickenheiser. Anyways. Yeah. I just, for some people, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I understand where she's coming from in that regard that, 
to them playing in the men's league for somebody, maybe playing in the men's league isn't the pinnacle. That's your pinnacle. That's what we consider the best. But if you're a lady playing in the women's league, maybe that is the pinnacle and you should get the right to play in that league. If you consider yourself a woman. Listen, I agree. I'm just, I was just pointing out. I had just had the thought that I was like, if you really want to be the best and you have the opportunity in this case, technically, right? Like it's, Okay, well, let's just hear me out. Hear me out. Never in the UFC, like, let's say tomorrow, Amanda Nunez was like, I want to go, I want to fight a man in the same weight class. I almost, I don't know. I I just don't know if that guy is going to give it 100% and try to knock her out just on optics alone. But if that guy knows that that person was born a man, he might actually throw down. I don't know, though. I just don't know. Who knows? What do you think? Do you think if Amanda Nunez fights tomorrow? I think there's no situation where a woman should be fighting a man. I totally so agree I with you. I guess it's like a moot point, right? Like that's never going to happen. Whereas you may have a woman How about who this? would play in the hockey How about league. this? Amanda Nunez against Henry Cejudo. Um, like you're giving me a big lady and a small man? Yes. Is that what we're doing yeah. here? Um. I mean, okay, if they if they both want to fight, sure. That yeah, like seems, if she agrees, I'm going to fight yeah, Henry Cejudo. Yeah, she Cejudo. would have to outweigh him su- substantially, I think. I think she's got a good 25 pounds on him, 20 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I, I don't... If there's a lady out there who wants to do that, I guess we have a conversation. That's never been the case. I right? get it, but I'm just saying, seeing you've seen Amanda Nunez fight enough times. Yeah, I think she'd lose to Cejudo, if you want me to be honest. Do you? I think so, yeah. I don't know. I genuinely don't. I genuinely think there's a few dudes she could beat. Like, you know how you were talking about Billie Jean King before? Yeah. Like, first of all, I don't know if that was set up or not. Set up or not. I know. But he was, he was like, I know he was a 300th ranked tennis player. The only reason he was famous was because he was this, like, guy who made these crazy bets. I mean, listen, Joe said that, like, the 300 ranked high school boys track star is like faster than the fastest woman in the world so consistently beat her record every that's year. what yeah yeah that seems crazy i read this the other day apparently a 14 year old boys team beat the australian woman's soccer team 14 that's crazy <laughs> so but that's you know this is why it's kind of Kind of an unfair advantage. But that's, uh, I think that just goes to strengthen my point that most women have no interest in playing in men's leagues. Yeah. That's not the But they want to play them. some in some league in well, some They want to play in their league and they want to be the best they can be in their league. Agreed. I agree. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting how he talked about, or she talked about, mentioned the Lakota tribe. Maybe they both together, but the transgender people were revered. Because they had a balanced perspective of both sides. And they looked, uh, they had a wisdom. Mm-hmm. But there were no, um, this was just the way a person felt. They didn't change anything about themselves. They weren't able to, but just, I, I think it's more like to someone who is really transphobic, I guess you could say, or whatever. Like to, to use that example as another way to look at something you don't understand and maybe be appreciative of it. Well, the world would be a lot better if we looked at things that were different as 
like a positive, unique. unique. Yeah, you know, as, so, as opposed to like, oh, they're different. You know well, what I mean? Like, rather than the naturalistic fallacy of like, yeah, that, I, I, that doesn't ring true to me or that doesn't seem normal to me. So I'm going to be apprehensive about it. Like here, I'll give you an example. I watched, well, Mary watched and I was in the room, the Friends reunion. And man, a lot went through my head watching it. But first of all, the, the one thing that struck me right away was the amount of people from around the world that were thanking Lisa Kudrow for portraying Phoebe. And they all were like, I want, I want to thank you for like making it okay to be super different and weird. And like, I don't know, I thought to myself, I was like, that resonated with me, like even just sitting there watching it in the periphery that all these people from different countries, you know. I'm surprised. I wouldn't have imagined that anybody would thank Phoebe for that, but that's interesting. Or you never well, bring again, up I friends. N- well, I never watched Friends and was like, oh, Phoebe's so weird. That makes me feel like I can be weird. I didn't either. But again, it's, it's seeing that perspective and thinking like, oh, wow, like a TV show opened someone up to thinking like, hey, it's okay to be a little bit fucking a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But again, I think we grew up also in an era where being different was heavily frowned upon. Yeah, no, I'm just be uh, I, the one thing I know in the older I get is that I really don't know shit. Like obviously, I become more and more the more knowledge I think I accumulate, the more out of touch I become with it's whatever's it's, going on at the moment. So I'm where I think I'm getting smarter. I am, I'm accumulating more probably data but that serves me no point do you know it's weird because i feel like we might be one of the first generations that looks back and is actually like i think we got a lot of it wrong or we were we were told the wrong stuff growing up whereas every other generation was just like these kids these kids are doing it wrong like, i don't know wow. no they want to challenge that in the next episode I, okay no, fair enough because look look at what their par- our parents were told were wrong being gay all these and then we so we get to where we are and we know, well, of course, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Yeah. This is just the next step in that. But it always takes time. Like that's No, I know, just... but it feels like we're more aware that like a lot of the stuff, like it, it, it felt like our parents or our grandparents especially really held on to what they were told as kids. Like there was no changing their mind that like whatever, whatever their dad told them, that was etched in stone. Whereas maybe now, like, you know, like, I don't look at my dad as, like, a hero. I love him. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not like, this guy, everything he said was, like, the shit. I mean, your dad's a scientist. Well, the problem is trying to go surgeon, to your so parents it's... about something that's kind of relevant to the time. And you know, well, fuck, I'm out of touch. That means yeah, they're fucking useless. But again, it feels like we are, like, you're, you know, you turned 44 today. It feels like you're <sighs> at least more in 43. touch. Sorry, 43, 42. 42. Thank 42. you, Matt. But you know what I mean? It feels like you're more in touch now than when your dad was 42 with what's going on. And that's not to say you're super in touch, but yeah, you have by a- no means. Do you know no, what's going on? No, I think I'm just more aware of how many things I don't understand. Yeah, but that's my, my point. Dad, you're right. They were more certain. But I think that just comes with the fact that we've seen a much bigger change happen. and they. That's fine. You know, yeah, but that's that's part of it, too. I mean, again, Simon, you have, you're it's 44. It's happened quicker. You're 42 and you have a podcast. Well, what does that mean? Well, I just said that's... What you are know. you trying to say? Well, I'm just... Okay, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't get what your point is. I just meant like it doesn't seem like, you know, I get it that Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast in the world, but it seems like this is sort of a, a new younger person thing to do. Oh, I see. Like, and we're dinosaurs in this yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah we're I'm doing this sure. thing. You know, it's almost that like... That being if, said, I don't think I could do this if I was younger. You don't think you could have a podcast if you were I don't younger? think I could commit to doing this like... 
he's not a huge responsibility though, but listening, uh, coming out every Sunday, like I, I don't think I, I could have been disciplined to do it. Oh, listen. Uh, I, I blow it off or what? Oh, whatever. We won't like just. In my 20s. I couldn't I, do this until now. In my 20s, right? doing this we would have maybe made it to episode 40 and there's no way it would have been weekly and every episode would have been late like there's no way you know yeah, what I, yeah, you yeah know i'm what with I mean? you I, so, I couldn't have maybe it's a young man's game but this is the only game i can play now i mean when you listen to uh maybe those are just the podcasts i listen to but they're mostly kind of middle-aged people not maybe not as old as i am but old ish we are young, so yeah. But again, we listen to the calm. podcast. You know, like yeah. there's, I, I bet out of those million podcasts that Joe always talks about, I bet a lot of them are young people talking about young things. Yeah, and the most popular podcasts are usually old people. If they are old people, they're catering to kind of a younger mentality. Sure. I mean, even then, think about it. When you were young, like you know, you might have watched an enthralling documentary that was hosted by Bill Curtis, who was like eighty. You know what I mean? It didn't mean that it was any less enthralling. It just, it almost gave it like a, well, this guy's old. He knows what he's talking about. There's, you know, young people, young people still do kind of look up to their elders somewhat. Anyway, what, what about testosterone? Forget is that, it. Is that it, uh, Yeah, let's move on. Was there uh, more, I Kamari, thought it more? was really powerful when she said that, you know, getting to the bottom of the truth and establish that is more important than telling something just to protect someone's feelings. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, there is no gender, la, 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 la. Just, just a piece of one is, there will it's be dangerous. a cost to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, say it and cry through it. We know what this girl's... Uh... Ball it out. And they brought up at the end, um, Daryl Davies, which I already mentioned, but anyone who hasn't, oh, so we're not on camera, um, it, he is tolerant and that story is everything. As a point to, to start on like, how do how are we more accepting of each other? Whatever it, it, he's got to be considered. You know what I mean? It, it really is. It can't be understated. Yeah, I mean, I also think it takes a. You know, I think Daryl Davis is an interesting case study because his temperament and the way he is makes it so. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, it's not it didn't, didn't necessarily possible for everyone. Yeah, but he's got to be a starting point. And I think Joe said in this one. It's one of the the podcasts that sticks out in his mind. Yeah. Most of all the yeah, podcasts yeah. he's done. I agree. If you had to sum up what this lady's, like, ooh, give me the short, ooh, ooh. Good you know, question. what was she all about? What was her shit all about? Her and synopsis? without the, no, cry and then tell me. Go, <coughs> Matt, go. Oh, oh, this was about uh, how testosterone cry. is not a tear. What? You want me to cry? Cry and then do it. No, that's not happening. <laughs> No, but what was it about? I really don't know what her whole if, point if, was. If you rationalize like aggressive behavior, you're just you're just prolonging it. That's what her point was. I thought that's what she was trying to say. Like, so now you say thought, that wait, without you the thought crying. If, she, if you rationalize, she's pushing back that people are saying if you put out this book and say, "Well, testosterone is a thing. Deal with it. It's going to be here. There's not something going to." Then you are prolonging uh, bad behavior that we're trying to get rid of. But she's saying it's way too more complicated and necessary than just simply if we had less testosterone, the world would be a better place. And that's what she, what is it about testosterone? Like I said, I'm a broken record, but it's just like, why is alcohol a thing in our life? Like there is a reason and understanding it 
I'm just curious though. Do people think we're getting rid of testosterone? Like no, I, I've, I've heard the argument that people are like, like you're saying, less testosterone would be better. People but against I, fighting or anything like that or whatever. And she honestly came out and said, "What is fighting? Like I don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? She's genuine curiosity. But you've whole, you've heard the whole argument before, like. They should castrate men at birth to get rid of the aggression. I've never heard that argument. No. There's got, you, but you've oh, got to believe it's, that. It's I'm sure. Okay, it's I'm definitely sure it's out there. Fine. Matt. You know what I mean? Like it is. So is. Listen, right now, take them, please. Two. Yeah, it's a sense of time. No, testosterone is a thing. It has a reason. Sort of like how Joey's goes on. If, if I talk to a right winger. Um, then I'm a right winger. I'm supporting right wing stuff. If I write a book about testosterone, I'm supporting all the stuff. We're just trying to get to the bottom yeah. of it. You see, I got that much more clearly from you. I'm sorry. Yeah. From Kamar than her? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I guess we'll rate it. We'll start with the lowest being Simon. I give this a one. A one. Wow. Oh, wow. There's one other thing. Joe always asks an author at the end of the podcast, whether you read your book. Yeah. And he was so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but. She would have just cried the whole way yeah. through. And it wasn't because of the content. Sorry. Just let's, this was purely because I found her delivery to be subpar. Wow. Yeah. She had a job to do and she even said it. She said it multiple so times. So you strengthened her own. A hundred percent. Every time she said it, I said, these is exactly, you okay. got it right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Kamara and I disagree. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I, I too, will give it a three and a half. I, wow, I, are we I, agreement uh, across the board today, Kamara? Wow. I wonder if in the last one, like I said, it was weird describing orgasm and someone else's orgasm and me trying to understand something that I don't understand and you're just describing I will say, changes. But hold on, I will say this in closing. I, I didn't get to jump in on there. I, I felt that a little helpful. Like I'm 38 and I've never, tr I've never even thought about the fact that women have a different orgasm. To be honest, didn't really, no, yeah, I was going to say, didn't really care. No, I, I've never thought about like that it's different for them. Like even her being like, it's more of like a, like a thing that's prolonged and like a build up and that like that after. That small part, I, I, all the things found interesting, I honestly found it difficult to follow though. Really? I found but it kind of helpful. Is it a penis or is it a constructive vagina that's having this orgasm? Like I, I don't, I, it, it cannot be simple to explain. No, it can't, but. And I'm not. I'd still like to get better in all facets if I could. And maybe the future is, if we're all in a matrix, like Joe said, you just decide what oh, you oh. are when you go we're, in. We're, okay, we're getting there. That, that's that's coming up next. I just, I just, um, I thought the whole thing started right when she asked about fighting. Oh, and this it, almost it, got like I thought this was going to get to one of those impasses. You know, uh, Josh ruins everything. Impasse. Who he brought up in this one? But I feel like she acquiesced to him. In order to keep the conversation. I feel, going. I think it was an hour and a half in. She asked, why do you guys fight? Joe got on a soapbox, made his case, but then she had a whole different understanding and appreciation. Yeah, totally. I, I thought it was really, really good. So I gave point. it a three and a half. Yeah. Booyashka! All right, well, let's move on to uh, 1666, Ooh, I believe. Uh, 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 Duncan the Wizard Trussell. Can I make a point right off the bat? You no. didn't, did you, did you watch this one, Simon, at all? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, you watched it. Okay, so <clears throat> I said before that the whole like Moloch the Owl God and the meeting at the thing, I, 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 I said before that I believe it's just some fucking, like probably one rich dude who convinces a bunch of other rich dudes to come down there and they're all just like, we, whatever, we'll do it. It's fine. Bear with me on this whole trip here. <clears throat> 
Elon Musk, the whole reason he's backing Dogecoin is because he believes that irony actually leads to not human evolution, but he thinks that the irony is what leads to like the lexicon. Like irony becomes the thing, okay. which is why he's backing Dogecoin because it started as a joke. Yep. So when I see these two sit down and they're, they're in the switch spots and they're each wearing wigs and they're wearing the whole get up and they're humming at the beginning and shit, it just made me think. I was like, you know, again, it strengthens my argument that like these guys could do this now every time they show up and it becomes a joke and maybe the listeners start doing it. And maybe they start having like meetings outside. And again, maybe a hundred years down the road, it's some weirdo fucking cult thing that billionaires do. Well, I think the Proud Boys strengthens your argument more than anything else. Perfect example. Yeah. There is something that legitimately was a joke. 1000% started as a joke in order to rib an intern. And it somehow has now become literally. It's on the FBI terrorist list. Yeah. But so this is my point is like, it's weird to me seeing them in this garb because I'm like, you guys are making a joke out of a thing that like you find really serious and talk about often, but like it could, this joke itself could turn into, I don't know. It was a real mind fuck for me, this one. Very interesting. I wish I was on mushrooms listening to it, to be honest. It was amazing. <laughs> they were both so high. What, Duncan brings out the best in Joe. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's yeah. Duncan makes this show palatable for me. The, the chemistry is. Uh, Do you guys notice that Joe smokes a joint like it's dangerous or like it's on fire? Have you ever noticed that? It's yeah. Uh, it might be it's just studio morale and around the barbecues. I hold my joints chilling. away from me too. You want to know why? It's not the. It's not that he holds it away from him. It's like it's a weird. It's like watching someone smoke for the first time. Well, no, I think I have a kind of like that too, where I look kind of awkward. And that's because when I was young and I used to smoke, I used to think that if I held it away from me, then it, I'd get less odor onto me. Yeah, total, so total fallacy. I, yeah, but that's what I would do. <clears throat> Interesting. Maybe that's what Joe's doing sub, subconsciously. Go ahead, Kamar, sorry. So no, they, don't apologize. A quick message of China cucking John Cena, which we had talked about last week. I finally watched like just a, cl a second of the video. He looks terrible. Why is nobody talking about the fact that like John Cena... Like a gun to his head off screen terrible or just No, I just healthy? mean he he looks like a like a 45-year-old soccer dad who like drives a minivan. I don't know. He looked very un-John Cena to me. He's It's so crazy that he speaks Mandarin like that. It, That's insane. It seems like it's a chip that was implanted in his head. Like, oh, you need to apologize to the Chinese? Here, matrix this up, you know? But these guys made the Do same point. Do you know point. Kung Fu? These guys made the same point I did last week, which was, <laughs> again, I don't think it's John Cena. I think it's whoever made the Fast and the Furious going to him and saying, if they pull this movie, we make 75% less. So you better bone up on oh, your Mandarin. 100%, yeah. I think you're right. And he probably knows Mandarin already because they made all their money in China on yeah. those movies and they've been doing press junkets for the last fucking 25 years. Yeah, I agree. But I just find it amazing that he speaks Mandarin like that. It's crazy. Do you think LeBron probably speaks Mandarin? No. Probably speaks a bit, yeah. Or, or uh, yeah, no. I just, say I think those, um, those actors, because their movies make so much money Cantonese. over there, especially that movie with, you know, the Tokyo Drift and all of that. Like he's been doing those. Well, John Cena's forever. new. He's John new Cena to the franchise. No, I'm talking about like, uh, oh Vin yeah, Diesel John, and Vin yeah. Diesel. John Cena's guys, brand yeah. new to the franchise. Oh, I see, yeah. But what I was going to say is the, is the WWE big over there? Do you know? That I don't know. 
I do not know that. I know they've done some. Uh, imagine shows, it is. I'm, but imagine not in it is. China. I don't think. I think they've been in Japan. It's probably pretty innocuous too. That, that <laughs> sort of content that China would let let in, if they wanted to. There's not not nothing's gonna fight against the power. They're never gonna have a whatever. Buddhist a Buddhist wrestler or a, yeah. oh shit. There's a whole episode on Dark Side of the Ring of where they is. go to China. Oh, there um, you go. Yeah, and they don't know what they're getting themselves into, and they say it's a fucking disaster. But I don't know how big it is over there. Anyways. So Duncan sort of was talking about how we're in a new reality mm-hmm. with this celebrity boxing, mm-hmm. fighting, whatever. And they got into it right away, I think, talking about the misinformation on the internet, on the Twitter, on like starting with a, it's a Russian state agent, but it could be you. You have the technology to make... 5,000 bot accounts say something's true and that becomes part of the consciousness. Like, There's too much data for any of us to vet it. Well, I think the best example, sorry, Kamar, to jump on you there, but uh, the best example is that Q documentary. Because when you look at how these two guys were able to um, take a message and get it out to the people like that, like anything is fucking possible. These guys weren't like evil masterminds, you know what I mean? They seem like dum-dums. Yeah. A- anyone can do this and... This is what I mean. But how far back do you go to what you are forming your decisions? Your consciousness is affected by data, information, whatever, and there's no control on it. And what do we actually know? Yeah, exactly, Kamar. And this goes back to winds of change. I don't mean to bring it all back to this, but it always does come back because look... We grew up, we made our, our, our thoughts and feelings were formed by things like Charlie Manson and um, songs like Winds of Change. And then you find out later on, holy shit, like these whole narratives were derived by people hoping to get me to feel exactly this way. I now feel this way. I'm 44 years old. This is where I am in my life because of these things that we thought were arbitrary this is just what happened in the world. 100%. And, and it's how, fucked up. Man. And how could you imagine looking at like the CIA sitting there going, wow, who are all these people make up this misinformation? Like, I wish we could do that. And, and even more, it's like, because the argument is always, um, you know, how, how are they doing all of this? But it's like, they just did it all and hope for the best. And... Why wouldn't how they many be doing giant all this? events actually happen? Like you, you play out a million scenarios and you get two, three, maybe that actually come to fruition. Well, I mean, one of his best points was even like he's like, you do the, you yourself pass around said misinformation. The, the guy's like, I'm the queen of France. Yeah, you didn't even vet like where it came from, and then you've passed it along, and that person automatically holds it as gospel because they've heard it from you. You don't even remember where you've heard it from in most cases. You're just like, oh, I saw you know a headline that read whatever. I barely perused the clip, and next thing you know... I get it all the time when I'm talking to my dad, and I'll hear him say something, and I'm like, I that is a headline I read this morning on like the CNN feed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's where that information came from. I don't know if it's right. Wow, you, oh, you don't know where it's coming from or what it really wants you to think. Right. I don't know. Like they released that story. I don't know if they released it because that's information that we all need or if that's information that they need us to know. And there's no way this is 
ebbing or coming to a ah, uh, this is the the the, the no. end of the disinformation age with uh, AI bots that are going to be able to just talk, and you think you're talking to someone when they're taking your social insurance number and scamming. They should they don't even need a people now. Well, it's going to get way worse because every time we say, "Well, we have to put a stop to this," we get voices saying, "Well, we don't." We all argue about stopping this, right? Like. It's a no-win situation because in order to stop it, we have to give up some rights, and nobody wants to give up any rights. So this monster will just keep growing because, uh, oh fuck! Because oh my he's crying. Nobody wants to pussy crying. Do anything about it, or are scared to do anything about it. That's exactly what's going to happen. And literally, this, nobody can touch this. This information is like the thought parasites. Like, like we're 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 uh, attacked by uh, viruses or whatever. All these bad ideas or good ideas or misinformation is the exact same thing. Like, it, 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 just I'm sure Duncan heard it, but it just made more sense. Well, it, what it is if a if an idea is like a living thing, right? Like it's like a, a it's like a virus. A vi- let's say it's like a virus. Then these. Um, or no, even better, let's say it's a parasite, then the companies that purvey the information are the rats, right? And that's how a plague gets spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting when they talked about one of the things that exposed this pandemic and is our dependent supply chains. And I don't feel like anything's being done about that. I assume nothing is being no. done about I, that. I believe we are building a major plant to, that produces vaccines. We are, yeah. But other than that, like... Well, because how quickly we forget, you know? Well, how quickly we should not forget and sort of... I think it'd be good to simulate the economy or whatever just to have some sort of infrastructure where we're a little little less dependent. We pay a little more for stuff, but we are never hung out to dry. I mean, I think we all agreed that it's the classic, like, it'll get paid for for the next 10 years and then eventually, you know three prime ministers or presidents down, they'll be like, what are we spending this money on? Like, oh, that happened so long ago. It's never even going to be, you know what I mean? And how can we make this cheaper? And then this would be a situation if we're not there yet, but like smart contracts, like this stuff has to be done for money to be released and move forward. Like it it doesn't matter who's in charge. These, these uh, conditions have to be met moving forward. Who am I? I'm not going to change anything. I thought it was super interesting the idea that someone could take a virus, fly to China, and release it beside the lab. I never thought, you know what I mean? You could have it in an Oscar rent a bottle and spray people, walk by them. And so it came from there, but it didn't come from there. I mean, yeah, Simon, if you're a CIA guy trying to make your druthers, you could easily just go to like where they all, the cafeteria where they all have lunch. It's really hard to say exactly where it came from. And all I could think of was 12 monkeys. Yeah. The person doing it thinks what they're doing. Like, we're going to change the world, bring down the economies. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even though, you know what, though, Kamar, like right there. So us saying it doesn't matter because we have such a small podcast. But like even Duncan bringing that up on the Joe Rogan experience. Now a headline could get written and someone could read that. And next thing you know, that's part of what everyone's narrative is, is, well, maybe someone released it. You know what I mean? Like it, well, it's true. I've never even heard that as a narrative before. And now I believe it. It does. So. It, <laughs> See, and that's how quickly, Adoption. that's what I'm it, saying. 
It's that fucking quick. But I don't know where it came from, and I choose to believe it's true. It does. It doesn't seem that far. Are we doing twelve monkeys? I think it was the Germans. Uh, no, we've done twelve monkeys before. Oh, uh, it's coming though. It's coming. I like your style. We've um, done twelve monkeys. Yeah, I really? think he might we did be it at right. The beginning of the pandemic. Um, I don't care how many times they talk about it. I can always listen to them talk about toxoplasmosis. Oh God! There's certain topics that people talk about. I can't stand about Duncan. It's all like cool. They, like they raised a topic about that toxoplasmosis that got me thinking, though. And I can't remember what it is now. Fuck. Definitely got you thinking, though, didn't? Oh, it? I think it was again. It's just um, maybe one of those built-in fail-safes. Yeah, you know, when a population is out of control, it's just dealt with. And By again, the feline population. That, that then brings you to the vi- the viruses, and are those viruses just that fail-safe, you know? Uh, another interesting point that came up was, what if there, we invented new language? Well, we invented all the languages. So, But, but, but uh, there, there hasn't been a real new language besides code, but literally... so like uh, Emojis, in a do way. Do you think someone from 1800 could understand someone in 2020? If they both spoke English? Yeah. Depends how old the person they're talking to is. I mean, probably you understand like the old, uh, old time peace movies where they're talking like old British, you know? Oh, I think you can understand going, looking back, but has it changed slogan, uh, slang, whatever, like. I'll put it to you this way. If you took your average kid that I play Call of Duty with online and put him in 1804. Bro, fam, lit. Lit, lit, lit. No way that kid's you, you, communicating. You know I mean? No chance. I, I wonder. And, and and the further away it gets, the weirder the language gets, even though it's somewhat still English. I mean, I, I, th- I think you're right. I think it would be different. But I think because you're both speaking English, you would be able to understand. I think that the, the problems come, like, we're pretty resourceful when it comes to... It's in the nuances. You hear uh, a newfie talk and yeah, you can't really understand, but he's speaking English. Yeah, so if he was gist. trying to tell you that there was a big shark out there, I think eventually you'd get there. But if you're trying to do that with a Chinese person, like no fucking way, you know? It's like Patois. Patois. You're, you're the getting New more... Orleans slang there? No, no, like Jamaicans. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the time, like it's, it's half English pretty much. Like Wagwambwai, you know what I'm doing? Like that sort of thing is. That's what Patois is? Yeah. Okay. And you're going to understand more. You're talking about Creole. Mm-hmm. Facial cues and eye contact and stuff that actually understanding what they're saying. Yeah. So obviously, but it just, I thought it was an interesting point. I mean, just on that, I, I know I've talked to you guys about the Sierra sounds before, but those are those um, sounds that the Ron Moorhead recorded out in the Sierra mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they call it the samurai tongue or something. It sounds like two samurai uh, guys speaking Japanese, mm-hmm. and he says it's Bigfoot, and they've had like linguists look into it, and they say this isn't any um, known language. Known language, but there's definitely like the same things that they pick up in our languages that make them languages. They're finding in this recording. It's pretty neat, man. Just like so, maybe that we have found a new language, Kamara. Just to that. We're just too Could be stubborn. two trees bending in the wind. Well, too. we're too knows. stubborn. But they okay, were talking it definitely isn't that, Matt. And if you would ever like go out of your way to listen to something. Look at how agitated. And on his birthday, uh, too. So oh, I'm so sorry. It's your birthday. Go on. Go on. No, no. I just, it, you know how quickly we close our mind to things. 
You're willing to open your mind to all sorts of things, but not Simon, to Bigfoot. Listen, I've opened my mind to all sorts of things in this podcast. You think it's all just going to, you want me to just flip the switch and become fucking Alex Jones overnight? Is that what you're looking no, for? No, just on no. the Bigfoot thing, I'd like you no. to say, you know what? This thing could be out there. There's enough like weird. No, I'll give you aliens on. underwater and shit. But you listen again. But you didn't. Not only that have you, took pitched, you a while listen, to come to that. Not team, only so. have not only have you pitched fucking Bigfoot. You pitched Bigfoot with a cloak of invisibility who came here on an asteroid. Like you've gone so deep down the Bigfoot hole well, that I, at this point I can't even offer any. Again, you just came Simon. around to underwater UFOs. Why is it so weird to think that this is a species that comes from another fucking planet or dimension for that matter? Happy fucking Do you believe birthday. in Star Wars? Like, is that a possibility to you? No. What, that, oh, it's but in you, some other galaxy? Yeah, There's, you sure, understand with different yes, species fine. and one of those species looks like a Wookiee? Or, or one of those species, yeah, is, is the Wookiees? Like you can you can handle that you can don't wrap your Johnny, little brain don't Johnny around that. Cochran me on this fucking <laughs> if the glove fits, Chewbacca was you a Wookiee no but just play this out with me like you get no, that no right? no 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 what do you mean no 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 you understand that in a different galaxy they have different I'm um, not doing this this is crazy you're very limited Matt I gotta tell you I'm limited this well, guy in some regards you know what that's like you that's like saying retarded no, I don't like this at all yeah no not. limited is very it, yeah. I, it just hasn't been used like that yet, but it will one day. You're relatively open-minded, but it takes you a while to get places. And I just wish we could cut out the takes a while. And you just got places. No, you know? because you need... Because we got to take this like roundabout oh route where you God. walk backwards and yelling at me that you don't believe until you turn around and then you see it and you believe. Like, let's just turn around, Matt. Anyways, go on, Kamar. I'm sure you're not going to be your new shirt. Just, <laughs> just turn just around, turn Matt. Around, Matt. A bunch of deep statements, but one of them was everything we know started with the mind. Like outside of the natural world. Consciousness might be the only thing that exists. That table, a mind had to think of it before there's a table. We like everything started as a thought that we see. There's nothing that is just that is there. So back to us. thoughts being alien, if those all came from somewhere and it wasn't from us, then where did they come from? My whole thing though is Oh, I forget it. I lost it already. Well, I, this weed. made me go back to what I used to say is AI is the alien. And it's like we are making it to make us in some weird way. Because clearly the phone is the bridge to the singularity. See, that's this is why I believe in the simulation. Because I don't know how anything works. Like math is one of the few things that I have a small understanding of. And once it gets to like calculus and that deep shit, I'm fucking gone. But I don't know how, like if literally I woke up tomorrow, like Tandy in the last man alive, last man on earth or whatever, there's no fucking chance that I'm lasting long. Cause I just don't, I don't know how anything works. I don't know how, Anything works, but some you people no YouTube, know how like you things can learn. work. Like, I agree with you, Matt. I know how nothing works. I don't even like. I don't understand how phones work. I don't understand how our voices get from here instantaneously. And you could explain it to me, and it's nope. just like wah wah nope. wah, yeah. wah 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 wah. But some people understand. Like, if you took somebody who did understand and dropped them like Tandy, yeah, there were some things they could make work. So some things are real. You yeah, know? I know. But, but Simon, this is the thing is like, so let's take like the, the audio for this podcast as an example. Like, I managed to get this podcast up 
every week. And that's about where it ends. When I watch YouTube videos that explain all the fucking small intricacies of audio on this thing, I just, do, it's like, I understand audio. I see the, I just, it. But you probably it, have to learn kinetically or kiss that, you know what I mean? Like hands on rather maybe. than being told. But it's just weird and because. Have I'm, somebody teach you maybe not off of a computer. I don't know. I'm just saying it's like separately I, I understand or I don't know maybe it's I understand it all together but separately it's just fucking but I like how you said like you understand math yeah okay we all think we understand math and math eventually leads us to something that nobody understands you know so we're all like we're convinced <laughs> we're convinced that math is right that's the end all be all we know this to be true because math tells us so right well, True. on the most basic level, yes. If I have two things and I add two things to it, that's Co four. Correct. Correct. And we all think, okay, so two things and two things equal four. But when you get to like the very Quantum edge physics. of physics, two plus two is not four. Two plus two may be like one, negative one. I don't well, even understand. That's theoretical what. though. That's theoretical stuff that you're talking about. I mean, but it's all theoretical. Like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, it isn't. That's how Einstein knew there was black holes. He predicted them before they could ever take photos of them. And when they took photos of them, it was exactly as he predicted. It's all from math. So it's not, I don't think that's like a coincidence. There are very few people who actually are right about the things they predict like that. Like these big things, these black holes, you know what I mean? So if ideas are living things, it, I'm, just, I'm just saying it is possible that those ideas come from somewhere other than them. And that's how we get to places. That's how. That's I don't, I okay. Don't know, maybe. I laughed out loud when Duncan said he wanted to fuck the Apple commercial. <laughs> yeah. Because I find commercials are almost better than shows right now. Because I think I'm getting my attention span is now. I just want something 30 seconds to hit me in the face and go. And some of them are really. Like I don't he get said, commercials. Who, who'd be surprised if uh, it was someone working for the CIA was now consulted for commercial companies and whatnot? Well, no, I think that's a total given and I'm not being like a fucking, but of course you don't think that they're in control of, if there are four TV networks, the government controls one of them. Or all. Or all of them. Um, how different would life be if nothing had to be achieved? Like we revere everyone for their accomplishment, right? But they're saying, just download whatever you want. You can be a don it. You can be like all this whole, um, the social construct of what we think is. Well, that anyone could just be anything. No one's going to work hard anymore. And then you say, well, everybody has to work hard. What's a world going to be like when nobody works hard? Uh, and then you think about it and you're like, well, yeah, that sounds like a way better world. Right? Obviously, <laughs> if you could be anything, you don't have to work anymore. Like, we'd be past that. But, Kamar, I think about this all the time because, like, I always... You know when you see pianos in public? Yeah. I just wish that I could roll up to that thing and play any fucking... You know what I mean? Just and like... we're saying you could... That's what... This plug is my, in your arm, download, and do that. But this is my point, so... It's, you would have earned it. It's the oldest... Well, it's not, only, it's not only the earning. It's the old adage of everyone's beautiful, no one's beautiful. Well, yeah, because if Matt can just roll up and play the piano and I can just roll up and play the piano, then, then no, no one, one gives cares a shit. that Matt can play exactly. the piano. Exactly. But what Matt doesn't realize is that nobody gives a fuck that he can play the piano anyways, so we might as well just all be playing the piano. But is that envy or whatever it is a good thing? If the steak tastes like a steak, 
then who fucking cares? Joey Pants. Joey Pants. That's but that's Joe Pantaloni. Qu- Isn't that the actor from that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> My qu- so again. I guess, what would you rather watch? The Super League of Baseball, where everyone's throwing 600-mile-an-hour pitches, or just regular Joe Schmo? Like, not regular Joe Schmoes, high-end athletes who haven't been crispered up. I would like... Or would you rather be the one playing baseball in the simulation? Just, we take we eliminate things being special or unique sort of thing. For the better, for the worse, because what he said, or he hypothesized, it's going to happen. Maybe a thousand years from now, but that will go away. Well, the reason these things are special to us is because that's like our, how we see them, right? How we are raised from the information we've gotten. But let's keep in mind though. So let's just, for the sake of this argument, just for two seconds, let's say this is a simulation that we're living in. I can't play that piano. Someone else can play that piano incredibly well. So if this is a simulation, you could argue that maybe we're not like within the simulation... Maybe like a video game, you're given X amount of points that you can divvy up. But I mean, again, why would you? Or maybe there's a way, even though it's a simulation, a cheat code says through meditation or whatever. Or drugs. Or that you could tear a hole in the fabric of the simulation and extract stuff. But But that, again, is extremely difficult and it takes a ton of discipline like a crazy Buddhist monk that could do stuff that's magic i mean again though think about the amount of people that are like that get so good at their craft that they then are like i'm moving on to something else you know what i mean just the pinnacle and then i don't have like, to think about them anymore because you just do whatever you want in a second i mean maybe we just don't understand anything about the way anything works well we don't I mean, that's the most likely and most don't but someone hopefully does i Maybe. Mean, um maybe or we're all just living in this fucking Endless simulation, and there is no... Just jump around a bit. There was the Egyptologist who became an Egyptologist because she went to Egypt and had memories of ancient Egypt. That is some shit right out of an episode of Lost that I just fucking watched, legitimately. We can't believe that. Well, no, I mean, you can't... Again, that's something that Joe will totally dismiss. And if we are living... If we're all... (laughs) If, if there are multiple realities mm-hmm. and there are a thousand or infinity uh, versions of ourselves, then maybe she's just tuning in to one of those. It's the, not that but, she But is it actually, an imagination or is it real? But Simon, the problem too is like, what if she brings you to an artifact? Then isn't that proof that she was not in a different universe? Because like the artifact is there in the other universe as well? Is that... I mean, maybe there's a... See, the way that that would work, I imagine if... Yeah, know, I'll, we're I'll play your game, yeah. Out. You know, there's multiple versions of what's going on. Because it's happening so uh, incrementally, there's going to be many versions where that thing is in the exact same place. The difference is that maybe you had a glass of water before you went in and not a glass of orange juice, and that changed out, right? You see what I'm driving at. I see what you're driving at, buddy. I don't know. I just think that we... The UFO should show us that... We don't know anything unless making preconceived notions of anything at this point just shows our limitations. Unless he's suggested it's possible some geniuses on the planet Earth have made these devices. 
well, yeah, I mean, I can give you a lot own. of reasons why that's not the case. Because they would be hired by they, the government? Well, first of all, they've been seeing these devices for, they've seen Tic Tacs for 40, 50, 60, 70, so 80, be a 100 years. Yeah, so what was going on back then? You know what I mean? If it was another country, why weren't they using this up until this point? I so I'd have I, to I, disagree with I, that. I, I, I withdraw my question or statement. Uh, North America settled by 70 people. Doesn't take a lot of people That's to... That's a bit uh, of a mind fuck, eh? And well, think. Human beings started with two. And, and everyone got everywhere <laughs> on the planet without power. You think that's impossible now, eh? As you say it out loud? Is that why you're crying? No. Well, without power. I mean, they had wind power. Yes, and uh, human power to yeah. row. Yeah. But like the corners of the earth were reached with just manpower. No planes, no uh I mean, steamboat. Kamar, what's really crazy is going out on a wind-powered boat in a straight line and being like, we don't know. Like it's one thing now being like, okay, we're going to leave here and eventually we'll hit the tip, you know, the horn of Africa. Oh, and we're never coming back. Well, they actually yeah. thought Same they were going to Mars. sail off the edge of the earth. Well, they that were too, like yeah. on a, a suicide yeah. mission. Yeah. It was like the fucking kamikaze pilots. But that's what I'm saying is like, that's even fucking more bananas. I just, again, we don't know anything. We don't no, know I anything. Agree. We I agree never have. And the more we've tried to convince ourselves that we know, the longer we've delayed our like uh, education as human beings. Yeah, the more I know, the less I know. Well, and, and the fact that like these things are set in stone, this is what we believe. And then we see these things are being fractured in our lifetime. Like this isn't, this isn't the way it used to be. And how do we go then and actually make a virus that kills everything? Mm-hmm. Well, we're really good at stuff. Well, we know we don't know. Well, this was... Duncan was talking about the gain-of-function research in an Australian lab. Created a virus that killed all the mice. In the hopes to better prepare ourselves down the road. But it seems like counterintuitive, right? I mean, maybe this thing was... Uh, maybe this virus was alien. Maybe it has nothing to do with us. Maybe all viruses are aliens. They had a funny crack about chiropractors. <laughs> People used to believe in chiropractors. People still believe in chiropractors. <laughs> and they pat himself on the shoulder. See, I don't have a problem with chiropractory. I have a problem with the guy claiming that it could cure cancer. I yes. mean, for all Pop we, and joints and stuff. Well, I, I would never do it myself. It seems like crazy work. But, like, things start from weird things. I, I was mad at chiropractory because it was started by a seance. That's where this guy downloaded his information from. But like a lot of things were started from really weird places. It's just they've been around longer. So by the time they get to us, there's a lot of padding between the seance and the religion, you know, or whatever it is that you believe. Dude, if you have surgery, you have to imagine that to get to the surgery you're having, some heinous shit happened along the way. Like before anesthesia. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just think about all the fucking surgeries back in the day while they were learning. Or they were just like, oh, that's another one gone. Hope we get a better next time. To now where like they can take your kidney out, give it to someone else. Like, Why did you bring that up? 
Because I'm saying anything, because why did you bring that? Because anything that we do, if you look down the line, there's probably a, a, a wild line of like death that came before. Like look at the oil industry and just how we got oil out of the ground. Like look at there will be blood. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that had to die for them to get it right eventually. Yeah, I mean, it seems like most things we do, a lot of people had to die for. That's exactly my point. Yeah, and if it's not us dying to get it right, we're sacrificing some resource on our planet to do it. Well, I think we do that no matter what. We're very good. We're very good at that. What else you got there? Until this podcast, I thought we were going to almost go a whole week without any bear talk, (laughs) but they got on the short face bear, and I, I think it's just the dominating thing. I want to make like a button that's like bear talk, bear talk. Could have been amazing had Joe stuck to his guns and made people believe that he made his wife what was the produce short- breast milk. <laughs> what was the short-nosed bear? Sorry, I missed that. Short-nosed bear apparently bear. made the grizzly look like a koala. Oh, according. that was that giant bear that was on the bear. And they, used to, make it, they used to make it fight the gladiators too. Wasn't that the same bear? It, it was involved, but it just these are the things people were contending with. When Wasn't, there's 70 people trying to yeah, this, the Yeah, this planet. was the, um, this is a prehistoric megafauna. Because later on they were talking about a bear that was fighting and the, that the gladiator would have to fight. Mm. A short-nosed bear. Maybe it was the same one. The guy, Dan Flores, who wrote um, the Coyote book, Coyote America, he also wrote a book about what the animals were like before. If you ever say pre-fauna to me again, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to come over there and kick you in the fucking Why? Nuts. What did I say? I said prehistoric megafauna. What? Oh, I didn't say, Ooh, I say it again. Say it again like that. Prehistoric megafauna. What a piece so of those shit. were things like uh, saber-tooth cats, things that were normal. To, like there was, um, you do care, Matt. There was a wolf. I don't know if you know this, but there was, first of all, there was also a giant like, cat that lived over here like a lion yeah but there was also a wolf that could run as fast as a cheetah that lived over here crazy man there were some fucking killer animals we took care of that but anyways this short-nosed bear it supposedly kept human beings from getting over the bearing strait for like a thousand years because they couldn't figure out a way to combat this bear so they got some tools until they yeah figured out their hunting skills better this year this year we're gonna fuck that bear up that bear's gone bear's extinct no i meant that's the year they had the tools they were like this is the year exactly they finally like made the fucking giant long have my way with this fucking bear and again 10 people died on that like think about it that yeah that guy his whole family, generation after generation after generation, wiped had been the wiped bear. out by these short-nosed bears. These fucking bears. It was the first time we ever heard the uh, cookie story, I believe. Yeah. He hit his, his cousin in the face with the cookies. Yeah, bag of cookies. Yeah, it was a, that it sort of came out in conversation. Bad, but only because he lost the cookies. It was a very, like, it, Yeah, it almost, moment. the lesson yeah. was almost learned, but not. Also, have you ever gotten a bag of cookies? I don't often, do they come in bags? Well, he's seven years old. I'm sure sure they do. Like a box? Like, isn't that? Well, hold on. First of all, you eat Chips Ahoy. Yeah. You think that comes in a bag? Well, it definitely is a bag. Yep. It is a bag. It's got a piece inside it. It's got a piece of plastic. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It used to come with, uh, it was even more of a bag. 100%. But even No, no, hold on. But again, that's not the kind of bag that you can, like, whip around and hit someone with. If you're seven years old, you can. You can do a lot with a lot, but when he was talking about bakery cookies, they definitely came in a bag. Fine, bakery Actually, cookies. no, bakery cookies often came in a box, those white boxes, That's and they tie yeah. the ribbon around both sides. Yeah. I'm beginning to think that this story never happened. 
I don't know if Joe ever threw well, the cookies. Well, he said it out loud, so it definitely didn't happen the way it happened. Yeah, I'd like to hear and his And how is this the first version. time hearing about this bag of cookies story? Duncan because then the it was like, first of all, it was a box, and you didn't throw them. You ate them yeah. all in the closet so nobody else could have them. It was a gun, and you hit me in the face <laughs> with it, Joe. Oh, no. It was something about their uncle. What else you got there, Kamar? Where you at is perfect. If you can, he was saying, like, it's sort of a Buddhist thing. Like, you, be, you could be want to be here, but want to be there, but ultimately you are where you're at. And it, just for a moment, you're going, this, it can't get any better than this. And oh. just forgive yourself. You know what I mean? It's tough if you're in prison. It is. Innocently. But it, it is, but it's like a truth of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of everything that's come together. Back to we're talking about particles forming to make a core to get to this point. It, it is. And th that's a great way of perspective to look at it. Easier said than done, obviously. But I thought that was really poignant. <clears throat> Could you imagine him high on Ambien? Repeat calling the Hawaiian uh, monastery, <laughs> trying to call them. I just, he's so honest and vulnerable. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll tell anything. I thought you're laughing. You're just in pain. Um, he was about to tell a crazy Burning Man story. And got cut off. Well, because he wanted to see the naked lady who was from Florida, by the way. He just stays. Did you see the video? No. She's walking out of the bar, just smashing wine bottle after wine bottle after wine bottle. Oh, I don't think she's naked. Oh, she's naked. Because I saw one like that where she's not naked. She's buck naked. Hmm. And there's a little box pouring it out. And, Is uh, she like hot? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Duncan said, she's easy on the eyes. She's like 40 years old. I wish I would more follow up to they what happened They said she was 50, there. but okay. Really like. It's a hot 50. Over the course of the week. Oh, no, this was the beginning. It's weird in my mind now because Jamie sort of broke down what golf is and it was really the essence of triple bogey, right? Once you get away from the equipment and the uh, man versus thing, it's just hanging out with a couple of buddies and doing something. Really is the essence of why a lot of guys golf. Yeah, I mean, they all seem very competitive, but that's part of it too, I think. For it the happens. listeners, Triple Bogey was the golf company. That, oh, I think all the diehards know. Well, if, if anyone's new, it was the golf company that Simon Kamar and a mutual friend of ours owned together. Uh, minute At hour 122, Joe Fine takes off the wig, which I was so impressed by because I've worn a wig like that, oh, and at the half fun. hour, it's yeah. the worst. But I hats off to him to the commitment and the... Uh, committing to doing that in the dark like it was it was just great i think we're also thinking about it like doing it in this studio i bet his is air conditioned nice and that oh it's a hundred percent climate's controlled wig though right so no knowing joe he got it made in the u.s oh i bet it was a cheap wig oh then kamar's going but, he, but joe looks so funny from china doing this thing pulling back the hair from his face yeah because <laughs> he'll never have it again uh and then they went off on kevin coster which brings us to my favorite week We've done Waterworld before. But we have not done The Postman. I've never seen it. We have not done Tin Cup, which is All a right. golf movie. Yeah, That's let's do Tin better. Cup. There you go. One of my favorite movies. It's the Over the Gap. It's the movie game. 
Simon and Matt go head to head to find out what year movie came out, how much it cost to make it, how much it brought into the box office. I don't know if you saw, but a lot of people on the Reddit or the Patreon, I can't remember, were like, they said we should rotate. They like that. They rotate. As in, like, it shouldn't, it, sometimes it should be me. Get the fuck out of here. I'm the motherfucker host of the fucking movie game. You'd have to rewrite the whole song. We should do it once in a while, maybe, just to mix it up. That was kind of fun. You know, I, I didn't say it. I was just oh, passing along. we did it that day. I, I can't understand the pressure you guys do it under, though. Like, it's just, it's alien to me. Well, we never get it right, so there's really no pressure at this point. Simon, do you have a year written down no, already? No, this yeah, week sorry. is Tin Cup. Yeah, that whole, the whole intro song to write down a year. And I you just sat there doing what? with my eyes closed during the intro song. I danced too as I wrote down okay? a number. So I'm unable to write okay. while I'm concentrating. Well, don't don't talk to him. Talk to me so he can get yeah, his thing okay. down. Thank you. Exactly. Shout outs to Tyler Duvall again. This week, Go the check movie him is out Tin on Cup. Instagram, at Tyler Duvall. Starring Kevin Costner, Rene Russo. They thought it was Susan Sarandon. Gross. Cheech Marin and Don Johnson. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, what year you got? I got 1995. Oh, I have 99. Oh, Simon, so close. 1996. Son of a bitch! I Your blood pressure, Simon, calm down. God damn it. And this has a classic scene of Over the Gap where it just keeps going. Yeah. And anyone who's the golf yeah, knows the Jean Van I've hit eight It's balls actually into- the Tin Cup. And that's why this. I've is I've hit easily cup. eight bottles, eight balls into a body Listen. of water to try to get over. But that Vandeveld moment, that was like one of those times where the Matrix like glitched out, you know, where genuinely we like saw through the veil. <laughs> wow, ninety six, huh? Holy fuck! I have no, I have no reference here. If you want to know what it's like to live at a Winnebago and be on the professional golf tour, this is the move for you. I used to golf almost every day. For a good three-year period. Man, this is fucking difficult. This is tough. Yeah, you're trying to relate that year. How much are they spending? I failed, but I'm ready. Okay, I but think, I, I, I think I'm ready to. I failed miserably. I'm going to be way further off than I was on the date. Simon, go ahead since you won. I said 13 million to make and 47 million at the box office. Oh, fuck. I have 35 million to make and 52 at the box office. You guys are both close, but it was 45 million dollars to make. Well, I'm, what? Only 10, I'm only 10 75.8 million at the box office. 45 million to make that. That was just all in paying people to be Kevin Costner was like the biggest actor and in the world. And Rene Russo. Listen, like they didn't listen, have huge names in listen, this, man. I was 10 million off on the budget and I was less than 25 off on the box office. Yeah, so. I think very close. Not terrible. Just Not a, a win, though. Should have got a year and uh, I'd, I'd give that a win. No, not a dub. Not even close. I would because I'm sketchy. <sighs> well, I failed again. Great movie game, Simon. I didn't win. You're close on the year. Meh. Okay. You have to think it's Kevin Costner, Renee Russo at her peak. She had to be paid at least. Cheech, Cheech Marin. Yeah, I don't think he was. But uh, just humor me and take a guess at the postman. Real quick. Okay, okay. Nothing right on let's it. Let's do Can you postman. at least tell me what year it came out? Let me guess the year. It guess was, the year. Because okay, uh, you've seen it. Nine, I'll throw it a year to you, 1998. Oh, 97. He doesn't even let me guess. Jesus. Oh, sorry. It's I, fine. My bad, my bad, Would my bad. That was horrible. 97? No, I was probably going not where not there. Okay, and I think the budget on the postman, it must have been gigantic. 1997. It must have been like 125 million and it grossed like 42. Okay, I'm gonna say 
it cost 75 million and it made 27.9. I think I got to give this to this guy. The budget for the postman was 80 million. Oh, what did I say? 75? Yeah, I thought I said 79. Yeah. 79 okay. in the area and the box office 20.8 million. What a fucking Woo! We should have gone with the postman. What Fuck. a flop. But I really messed up. I'm sorry. I thought you said he was just going to guess. You didn't want to guess. I'm so sorry. That's okay. What I still got flop. close on those. Oh, yeah. You got to feel good. Like, that was sick. Oh that's like, you know, in the God. Ghostbusters, was like, I'm thinking of a card, a yeah. card. <laughs> that's like you just stared at goats, man. What's yeah. Waterworld? We did Waterworld. Is it even a bigger flop than no, that was? No, well, Waterworld it was, Waterworld a, was like made money, but it was just a critical flop. Did we ever do that one with John Travolta? Hold on. What, did you just say Waterworld made money? I think so. Like international markets? No, pull markets? that up. Pull that up, please. Okay, hey, Jamie. Did we ever do that one with John Travolta that was made by Scientology? What, what film was that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Battlefield, Battlefield Earth. Earth. Yeah, we, 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 I think we did before, that. Did you say Battlefield Earl? I I said Earth, but like with a fucking stupid, like I bit Battlefield my tongue. Battlefield Earth like a is the one we'd want to do up. There's a couple things I still got to do Because he's from my, know, my name Earth. is Earl and he's a Scientologist. Yeah. That really came the whole way. Sorry, Kamar. We've done it before, but do it again. What year did uh, Water will come out? Just spit it out. 94. 96. Oh, you're always off a year. 95. Jesus. Well, I was off a year too. <laughs> budget. Uh, budget. Uh, $387 million. No, it can't be that much. It was a hundred million. A hundred seventy-five million. Oh wow. Um, I'm so far off. Wow. Box office? It's gotta be like forty-two million. Thirty-five million. Two hundred sixty-four million. Wow, oh. it made a lot of it money. It did make the money. So it was just it we, wasn't critically. It was acclaimed. Panned. It was just oh a no, but I also movie. I also think the problem was is that the so what did you say it was 130 to make? Yeah. I think the original budget was oh, no, 175, like, 175. That's the thing. I think the original budget was supposed to be like 80. Mm-hmm. And it, it also sank. Went over. Just and, yeah. do me a favor. Pull up Battlefield Earth. Because this was paid for by Scientology. Okay? This is a Magic. special movie game. Are we actually doing this one? I mean, I'm pretty you, sure you we've can, done it. You can do it if you want. I, don't, I just want to know what it is, frankly. Okay, I'm going to say year was 98 for Battlefield Earth. I think it was uh, more recent than that. But yeah, okay, go on. You're not going to. Oh, I'll say 2004. I'm going to say it cost them $73.5 million. I'm going to go with $150 million. You guys are wrong. It came out in 2000. Close. I said 98. It cost $44 million to make. I was way off. Okay. It turned in 29.7 million. Oh, there you go. So, it was a boom. It was a boom. It was a bust. Bomb. Yeah, boom. Think about it, though. It's probably a bust either way because you're using Scientology money to make a movie, and really the only people going to see it are Scientologists. So it's, it's kind of a wash, right, either way? Well, that was got to. I, I think they were hoping to get it out to the world. Yeah, that well, was the idea. That's batshit crazy. My worst moment in this is when they were talking about Blippy, mm-hmm. and I went down the rabbit hole. And I did not need to see that. So that's a guy pooping in another guy's butt. Yeah, I was very disappointed that I I looked that up and had to see it. Yeah, I I didn't need that. Didn't didn't look it up. Jamie has a full store in effect. Like I bet he's like doing well. I found it so funny that they were talking about Weinstein stealing the the website. I'm like, guys, you've been doing this for 10 years. Like, you had you all the it. time in the world. Fair what are we doing? What are we doing here? Had. What what is what do you mean he's selling? What is he selling? Merch. Pull that up, Jamie. Young, pull all that, that up, Jamie. Exactly. Young Jamie. Merch stuff. He's like got that. a nice little side hustle that he can pay for a golf simulator inside his house. I think Jamie's doing just fine. But I thought about it. You know how we bemoan ourselves for having to uh, subject ourselves to listen to Joe every week? Like, it must not always be easy for Jamie. 
when you're getting paid as much as he is, it's very easy. I d- is it though? Yeah. Like to just be a fly on a wall and like I really don't care about this conversation at all, and I just gotta sit there. Like I'm just saying, hats off to Jamie. He deserves or all his wealth. Or and- I have something I want to say and I can't. Well, even okay, that's evolved. tough. But I mean, come on, you paint houses for eight hours a day, and and I hate it for a fraction. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying. But if you got paid fifty six x to you would have no there's definitely yeah. a magic number it's like i said if i said to you kamar um you can go live with joe in austin you can have all the perks of joe's life but your job is well he does his podcast he wants to put his feet up on your back that's like entourage shit i'm in are you taking that job Probably. You, you know. don't even have to think about yeah, that. Do I, have a, do I like, have a golf simulator in my house and I drive a Tesla? It, it Done fucking deal. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is we don't suffer that much, but sometimes like, I can't believe I didn't listen to this podcast. Like, I can't do that because I have kids, but if I didn't have, I'm definitely being his footstool. There's oh. a magic number that I'm you like, could Joe, listen the low, to. The low part of the back is the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> there is a magic number where you could listen to Carol Hooven uh, cry all day. Oh, that's a big number, dude. Uh, everyone's that's got a, a price. That's a big number. I thought it was very interesting. Duncan Trussell uh, revealed that Joe has special forces guarding the compound. No, I think they revealed that a while ago. But Joe was sort of like hush hush. Or what do you, do you mean he, he has special former? What what? He has former special forces guys that work for him as security at the place in Austin. He, yeah, Duncan was really? ta- asking about the uh, yeah, shifts and how they handle it. Is like easy. Take it easy. Too much information. That's new. No, I knew. Well, really, he's mentioned that a few times. Two of us think it's new. All right, fine. You what do I know? Uh, I wonder. I don't, like, I don't like your attitude. Do you think like he you got that. like threats or something? What do you think is going on? No, I think a million people a year probably try to show up at the fucking door. Yeah, yeah I bet people have tr- for years have uh, figured out just like we will not be stopped. Like if you can find Shia yeah, LaBeouf, they find Shia they find LaBeouf's where Joe flag is. in the middle of nowhere. He said it before at He's the old. He's in Austin. And there's not that many people there. There's no, a million. It, it started in Los Angeles. He said people used to show up at the Los Angeles studio all the time because they had cameras outside. There are said, stories that could be told that he just doesn't tell. I'm okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't want to get more people out. Listen, there. don't jump down my back, guys. I get it. Like you, live and die by Joe. What else you got, Kamar? We got to wrap this thing up. It's too hot in here. And Simon, uh, Simon's birthday fair. luck is running I, out. I think it's fair what he said when we look at quantum computing and like particles that can be uh, two places at the same time or whatever, all that jazz, that Magic. there is no free will and there is free will at the same time. Hmm. That is actual something you can't wrap your head around it, nor should you be able to like you can't understand consciousness. You know what I mean? Um, and the biggest thing well, is... no, we're just going to jump right over that. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? If a particle could be two places at uh, the same time, then you can have free will while simultaneously. Two thoughts, two ideas can actually exist at the same time. It, the potential to it's not like out of the realm. It can't be one or the other, is what you're saying. We're assuming that then an idea is exactly uh, the same thing as a cell. Well, we 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 know we don't know, but we're assuming we're trying to understand consciousness here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we should even no likey. I just I'm unsure what he's saying, but whatever. Well, uh, he said it, and it makes sense to me that if you could tell me that there's particles to be moving, it can't be moving. Like this is a fact. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't. I barely understand that there is no free will, but there is free will. But if you have them side by side, dimensionally or whatever, then it's 
It's, I, I just don't see those things equating to the same. But it doesn't matter. Okay, move for on. For you, it's you fine. want there to be one or the other. I think there could be two at the same time. No, I'm fine with there being two at the same time. I just don't see how those two examples are the Open same. Open your mind, Simon. Turn around and look at what's in front of you. You can't just say no, things. I'm just saying, I'm saying like, if one thing could be true, the other thing could be true. But I have no evidence or I can explain More than it. one thing can be true. That's what you're getting at. Thank you. You, you explain me better than I do. Um, <laughs> another big, big, big <laughs> okay. concept thought is... You are everybody. If, if, if you can, if you could be Hitler, Hitler could be you. Like we, we go over this, but. Uh, like, so when I jerk off, I jerk you off as well. Yep. And you, 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 you nice. could think of me jerking off. Well, if you I like were, the thought of that. If you were a computer program and you wanted to trick or convince the things in your program to function, but there was really only one thing in that program, then you would make. 700 billion versions of yourself of the same thing, but make it that it had one simple f thing in the program that when I looked at this version of myself, I see something different like Matt, but really that's just me. And that's what we need for this program to run. Deep man. Sounds like you're on the mushrooms now. No, but that is pretty cool. Like think about that's what he, that's what he's talking about. I mean, he's, he's making it um, like a religious thing. Yeah, sort of. But like on the base level, if, you know, this is a program that's just functioning, that would make sense because we'd all, you wouldn't need um, 8 billion different galaxies to run this program. You would just need one. Well, exactly. That's a singularity. Because there are 8 billion versions of you running on this planet. We're a runaway train and we can't be stopped. It's going to get there eventually. Never coming back. Okay, one last point. Come and on, if and you believe that, then that would make it easier to see all these people a little more lovingly because you are looking at yourself. And every time you fuck one of them over, you're fucking yourself over. I, uh, I, I thought it was an interesting quote. Uh, I think it was Descartes, he said, but uh, not that I thrive, but my friend die. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't have to succeed as long as my friends fail. So that's uh, just uh, exists in our, the fact that it's a thought that we can rationalize that, it'd be better to move away from that, obviously. Just be happy for joy for everyone's success, possibly. That's, just, my, that's my attitude of mini golf. Well, um, and maybe that's why you're losing. I mean, money is really the root of all evil, right? Like, I think out of all the sayings, that's probably the one that's the most true because that's the one that distorts everything. The yes second no, though. I think if, I think if you listen, you can money can be a part of the equation, no problem. If everyone just treats it the right way, if we all treat it like everyone can eat, money's no thing. I know, but, but like, we just don't treat it that way. We always say, okay, well, there's a good way to do this money. You know what I mean? Like we're not doing it right, but there's a way we can do this. That's right, and yet we're all still chasing that carrot because that's the carrot they told us to chase. Maybe a that, million other things we thought. Maybe there's a way more important. Maybe every other carrot is way more important. And we're focused on this one, you know, like I, carrots, a bad example, but I like carrot. You, you get what I'm saying. This is just another one of those things where this is what our parents were taught. And this is what they taught us. So this is what we think is important. We have to work five days a week. So we accumulate a certain amount of money so you can get a big fancy house and See, that's the weird thing, though. Again, well, in closing, is our parents were actually told the opposite. It was like, if you work five days a week now, eventually something will come along and we're all going to work four days a week. 
And then by the time you have great grandkids, we'll be working one day a week and it'll be utopia and perfect. And we're so far from that. Well, it's on the opposite direction. They were working so many hours so that they could retire. Mm hmm. Right. Like Why'd that was, the, trick? What's, what's that was the end goal. Yeah. So there's and not then still nobody our end got goal? to retire. No, because it just got harder and harder to, you know. Yeah, we work more now. It became That's what I'm worth saying. less and less. Yeah. Hundred dollars from nineteen oh one is worth like four dollars today. Last thing I'll say is if you ever want to have fun, try to find some place without a map. If you don't know where it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like challenge yourself to fall upon it or come across. On Friday we're going to work site and um we're driving my boss like uh just so you know, I don't know where we're going. We're just going to feel this out. We kept, you know, it's cul-de-sac and everything looks the same. And after a half hour, he was like, okay, we're wasting time now. And we looked at the map. We were nowhere near, but if you could find that place, it's fun. All right. Well, we got to rate it. And Duncan could be way sillier. I find like. Well, I think Duncan's going to be weekly or monthly, which may be too much D, but. Uh, like he wanted to talk about Hollow Earth and then he just. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. there. Okay, well, Simon, you want to rate it? Uh, I give this one giant marks. I'm going to go with a four on this guy. Wow, that's like a six from Simon. Kamar? I can't believe the energy and how well I received it. I, I give this a five. Wow. From I, the beginning wow, to wow. end and everything between, it was just perfect. I'm giving it a four and a half, so I'll meet you guys in the middle. We almost had agreements across the board. I loved it. So close. I loved it. All right, well that's it. What I a like week. Too, Sorry, a I want to ask I want to ask one more thing. Five. What is your guys process for preparing for this? Preparing for what the you show? Listen, you listen to each podcast you listen to each podcast yesterday. No. Okay, oh, no, sorry, I, I shouldn't tell you what you do. I'm asking. No, no, I I was saying I was saying no, that's not what I did. I listened to one on uh one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, and then one and a half last night, and then I finished Duncan this morning when I woke up. I listen to all throughout the week and yeah. then listen to all of them Sunday morning. You are a maniac. And I enjoyed this one just as much, and that's why I gave it a five. So you listen to every episode twice in a week? I listen to them all normally. I'm painting. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm just, trust me, I got the time, and I he listen is to them. a glutton for pain. And then on Sunday, I listen to it three times and then jot the notes and extract. Sort of like things resonate or maybe... Bounce back. I mean, it sounds like a great way to do it, minus the having to listen to it twice. Yep. Yep. I yep. wake up at six in the morning on a Sunday. Like, I have nothing else to do. I, today, I watch soccer while uh, listening and taking notes. You know what I mean? Okay. We got these guys suffer. We got post Joe with some serious Jesus, shit going down. That was the loudest post Joe ever. No, we're not there yet. Either way, we haven't even started. We haven't ended the episode. Uh, thank you so much to uh, BetterHelp. Don't forget to go check them out. BetterHelp.com slash JREE for your 10% off your first month uh also if you're in the states go to onit.com slash j-r-e-e uh for a free sample of something of your choosing i can't remember what's up right now but go check them out and uh tell them we sent you uh there's an instagram and a twitter for the show they're both at j-r-e-e podcast you can follow kamar on instagram at kamar babar uh there's a subreddit it's uh r slash j-r-e-e podcast if you want to join in the conversation you can do so over there um, as well, the YouTube. There's not going to be a YouTube this week because uh, I'm a fucking moron. It'll be too far by this point when you figure that out. Either way, you know what? It was too hot in here with the lights. I was fucking... Yeah, the camera's overheating. We yeah. didn't want to start a fire. So there's no YouTube this week, but you should still go and subscribe whether you have or haven't already. Uh, if you have, 
Obviously, you can't do it twice. Write a review. YouTube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Go hit subscribe, like. Uh, you can check out the show there weekly, almost weekly, unless I fuck something up. And, uh, of course, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. You can support the show for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you get the back catalog. This won't age well. Uh, and you get a weekly post show. The show after the show where we shoot the shit, talk about whatever. Blah, blah, blah. This time the next. Uh, did I miss anything? No, you're the best, Matt. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love the shit out of you. Uh, don't forget, if you're on the Patreon, stick around for the post show. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Have a great week, weekend, and as usual, keep your eyes open.